Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just begin to shift our hearts to the Lord even in this moment, even in this hour. Let's just shift our gaze to the Almighty God. Let's shift our gaze to the Almighty God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh Lord, what an honor it is. What an honor it is to rise Lord. What an honor it is to rise with you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, that we can wake up and there's enough wisdom within us to seek you first as we wake. Lord, it, it can't be because of us, because, oh Lord, I, as for me, I, I'm not that wise, Lord. There must be a greater wisdom at work in me that will let me know that it is expedient to rise and fix the heart of the Lord. And Father, for that I say, I say thank you. I say thank you. Because it is indeed true that you, you work in us to will and to do. Oh, behind my willingness, there is a more powerful willingness. A willingness that is like a juggernaut that, that moves aggressively in my heart, staring me towards the way that I ought to go. There, there is an activity of the Holy Spirit behind my activity that I know not only am I strengthened and empowered by the Lord, but the Lord is at work in and through me. The Lord is at work in and through me. The Lord is at work in and through me. And he's doing a mighty work. Oh, and I say thank you. And I say thank you, Lord. 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 In our own words, in our own sound, let's just let's just lift the name of the Lord. And let's just bless his holy name in the way that we know how. In in tongues, in songs, in songs, in words of exaltation, just wherever you are, just just begin to bless the name of the Lord and lift up his name the one who is worthy of all our praise worthy of all our honor worthy of adoration 
it is not a mistake that he, he is the one that holds all the power. It is not an error. By nature, by the purity of his being, it is only just that such a being has all power and all authority. And oh Lord, we are glad that you are Lord over our lives, Lord. We are glad. You are a faithful king. You are a, you are a just judge. Oh, you are an ever-present father. Your mercies, they never come to an end. Oh, every day they are renewed, oh Lord. Oh, it is because of your loving kindness. It's not because we are so special. It's not because we are so great. But it is because you, oh Lord, are so great. Ah, hallelujah. Akanda alisifari atatupa. Hey, akumpotola varin tataria. Akanda latekanda sento piri. Ekonda tapalanda eresepandu. Akonda logi sefiri atapana. Valanda dante kalada vota bane. Ekanda lato pandi sikaliera. Velenko topa. Berenka disco tande eleka. Velenko palada varando satale. Akanda lato panda la kistata. Oh Lord, you, you must be magnificent. There must be something magnificent about you. That a man past the age of 70 will hear your voice and he will pick up his belongings and leave his father's house and begin to head toward the place that he does not know. All he knew was the voice that told him, my son, it is time to get up and move. I know that one moved in faith. What blessed assurance did he have? What kind of God must you have been to him that without even knowing where he was going to be next, a grand oblivion in front of him, but yet he, he, he stride forward with the most audacious courage, even with people behind him. There must be something about you. There must be something about you. There must be something about you. There must be something about you that Abraham saw, that Abraham touched and considered you worthy of everything that he considered to be familiar, everything that he considered to be a comfort zone. There must be something about you. Lord, reveal yourself even more to us. Let's just begin to pray that right now. Lord, reveal yourself even more to us. Reveal yourself even more. Reveal yourself even more. Let your face be shown unto us, O God. Let there be a greater revelation of your countenance, Heavenly Father. Let there be a greater revelation. Let there be a greater revelation that we might behold more of you, that we might become more of you, O God. Let the blanket, let the blanket be rent asunder, O God. Let the veil, let the veil be taken away, that we might see more and 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 more of you, O God. And more of you, and more of you, and more of you, and more of you, Lord. Reveal thyself. Reveal thyself. Cause us, O God, to see who you are. To see more of who you are, Lord, that we have a greater chance at becoming, and that we might even have more to say concerning you, oh God. Oh Father, reveal more of yourself. 
Cause our eyes to see even more and more, oh God, even more and more, even more and more. Is there an end to who you are? Is there an end? Can we see all that there is to you, Lord? Let there be more, Lord. Let there be more. Let our eyes become open to even more of you. Lord, reveal more of thyself, 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 more of thyself. Unto your children, oh God, unto your children, reveal more of thyself, oh God. More of thyself, more of thyself, more of thyself, more of thyself. More of thyself, more of thyself, beyond what we can grasp, beyond what we can completely understand. More of thyself, oh God. More of thyself, more of thyself, more of thyself, more of thyself, more of thyself. Akonda la barangi heko satanya, ekanda landu sapanda, akonto nogi stikaria, vele de barango sankota dukeria, akanda sikoto, vele de baranga danko teko, belike statu, vele de baranga doka lavos, ekandi se feria, vele de baranga dasotala, lakanda lavo lavos, let there be a better revelation of your face, O God. Let there be a greater revelation of your face. Let there be a greater revelation of your face, Let there be a greater revelation of your face. A greater revelation. 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 That we cannot remain the same. That we cannot remain the same. That we cannot remain the same. That we cannot remain the same, Lord. That we cannot remain the same. That we cannot remain the same. Let there be a greater revelation, O God. Let there be a greater revelation. Let there be a greater revelation. Let there be a greater revelation, O God. Let there be a greater revelation. Let there be a greater revelation of your heart, O God, of your mind, of your will, of your spirit. That we may know more and more, more and more, more and more. That we may see more and more. That we might experience more and more, that we might become more and more. Handle the hand of Santi Cristo, baby. Handle the oro separa. Handle the hand of Secutanda Catua. Handle the hand of Escapista. Escapande se valianda cavite tilava. Handle the hand of Danco Palasuta. Handle the hand of Eros. 
the Lord is on our side. Hallelujah. 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 How many of us spent the day yesterday pondering on some of the things that were shared yesterday morning? How many of us spent time brooding upon it? How many of us spent time? Hallelujah. 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 One of the greatest kind of deliverance that God can cause to happen in the life of a person is a deliverance from ignorance. From ignorance. The Bible says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. This is true spiritually, it's also true physically. Ignorance, ignorance is, is a slavery, it's a bondage, it's a chain. That we might be delivered from ignorance. Now you see, like we said a bit yesterday, one of the greatest weapons of warfare in the kingdom of darkness is ignorance. Are you understanding? Is ignorance. That's why when you watch all your movies of vampires and werewolves, you find them operating at what time, people of God? What time do you find them operating, people of God? At night. At night. The werewolf comes out at night. The vampire comes out at night. Even in the, in the physical world, most animals that hunt others, they do it at night a lot, right? The wild is most dangerous at night because predators, they, they thrive in ignorance. You understand? Observe a lion. It will first of all crouch. You know, because a lion is not, it's not like a cheetah, okay? That its speed is its strength. You see a cheetah, it will chase something until it it, well, it doesn't chase it, it tires them out it will catch them because a cheetah is very fast so if it if it's able to gain full momentum before you see it you, most likely it will catch you but a lion doesn't have that kind of speed or stamina so what they add to their arsenal of offense is secrecy they first of all hide in the bushes they hide and get as close as possible before they spring out. The tiger is even worse because the tiger is bigger than the lion. So it cannot run so much. You know, to move a body that big takes a lot of strength. So a tiger can't run that long. So a tiger gets as close as. <laughs> because tigers, they don't stay in the open field like lion. Tigers stay in the forest. It gets as close to you as possible. And nature has done it so that the body of a tiger is a natural camouflage. So it's very likely that you might even confuse his cloak for a shrub of bushes. And by the time you see his eyes, it's too late now, actually. It has already caught you. So the way predators work in the physical world give us a little idea of how predators work in the spirit. 
Are you understanding? How predators work in the spirit. They walk in a lot of secrecy, a lot of disguise, a lot of camouflage. And they love it when you believe that they are, they are not present. <laughs> in fact, that's when they are most empowered. When you think that it's so ridiculous for all these things to be there. Hallelujah. Like I said, we, we, we didn't wake up this early to fight the devil, people of God. <laughs> Even though there's a time for that, but it's not the devil that has gotten us out of our very comfortable bed. No, it's, it's a desire for the Lord. And of course, in the process, we find that there are some things that try to frustrate this desire for the Lord. There are some things that try to create a barrier between us and the Lord. And because we love the Lord so much, we, we have to deal with anything that is a barrier. True or false, people of God? True or false? So, uh, at the end of the day, what we're here for is the Lord. And anything that is a casualty of our desire is taken out of the way, right? Hallelujah. 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 So yesterday we began talking on the subject of spiritual warfare. And we began from the book of, of Numbers. The book of Numbers. The book of Numbers, which is a very, very powerful book, a very important book in the Bible because it is a documentation of the lives of the children of Israel in the wilderness. Amen. Actually, in the Hebrew, the word, the book of Numbers is not called Numbers, it's called in the desert. The Hebrew word Bamidbar, in the desert right actually the five books of Moses we said before what they are called in Hebrew is different from what they are called in English the book of Genesis is Bereshit and it means beginning or better said in beginning the book of Exodus is called Shemot which means names the book of Leviticus is called Vayikra which means and he called right is a book that talks about what God demands of those that he calls. And that's why the book of Leviticus, which actually is called, and he called, <laughs> is filled with so much ordinances, so much demand, so much consecrations, right? Because everyone that is called, a kind of demand is, is placed, right? And after the book of Leviticus, we have the book of Numbers, which is actually called Bamidbar, which is in the desert or in the wilderness. And it talks about that place that everyone who has been called must go through. Hallelujah. 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 Permit me to show us something very briefly. Is a scripture that the Lord highlighted to me just yesterday, and I and I, and I found it most pertinent, and I believe that it will, it will teach us something, Amen. It will teach us something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to find ourselves. We're going to find ourselves in the book. In the book of. 
in the book of Numbers. In the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 31, verse 22 to 23. Let me know when we're there. Numbers chapter 22 to 23. 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 Let me know when we're there. God bless you, Shari. Thank you for posting it, posting it for us. Numbers, Numbers chapter 31 verse 22 says... Only the gold, the silver, the bronze, the iron, the tin, and the lead, everything that can endure fire, you shall put through the fire, and it shall be clean. First of all, do you guys see what I was talking to us about last week, that when fire is spoken about in the Bible, it is representative of purification? Are you guys able to see it here? It's just one of, of many passages, right, that talks about fire being an agent of cleansing. Yes, it destroys, but it destroys the things that are filthy. It doesn't destroy the holy thing that is domiciled within every man. Because even if a man puts on all manner of filth, there's still a part of that man that is God himself. Are we, are we understanding? How can the fire destroy that part that is holy in every sense of the word amen but that's a conversation for another day it says everything that can endure fire you shall put through the fire and it shall be clean and it shall be purified with the water of purification again do you see how fire and water are associated with each other here has anyone seen this <laughs> Hallelujah. But I won't go into that direction today. But are you seeing this? How fire and water are always together, right? Almost like a burning river, like a lake of fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we're not going to touch that today. And it shall be purified with the water of purification. But all that cannot endure fire, you shall put through water. Is very deep you know and i just want to just talk about this passively right i want to talk about this passively i want to talk about this passively we're still in a sort of spiritual warfare but as the holy spirit has alighted this i believe there's something here that he wants us to talk about and i believe as we begin to unpack it we'll find out i don't know what he wants to talk about he just brought a scripture to my mind and i'm just going to let my mouth run <laughs> trusting that the spirit of god will possess this mouth and his oracles will be declared unto us this very morning in the name of the lord jesus christ amen amen he says anything that cannot endure the fire let it go through water already if your eyes are open you can see the relationship between this passage and the ministries of Jesus 
and John the Baptist. Hallelujah. How many of us can see the, the connection before I, I begin to unpack that a little bit? How many of us are able to see the connection? The connection between this scripture and the ministries of Jesus Christ and John the Baptist. Hallelujah. John the Baptist said, I come to baptize you with water. But the one that comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Again, do you see how fire is associated with the Holy Spirit? There are so many scriptures that talk about that, but we, we won't go there today. He said, I come to baptize you with water, but the one coming after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I want to ask, what is the difference between water and fire? What are the purposes of water and fire? Because if you observe, two of them are cleansing agents. True or false? True or false? Water is a cleansing agent. Fire is also a cleansing agent. Question for us. Let me ask the medical practitioners here. If you happen to be in an emergency field and there is no, there aren't any proper chemicals to sterilize a particular utensil, or there isn't a brand new utensil, what would you use to sterilize that tool that, we, that you will use and cut a person open? What would you use, people of God? Fire. Are you understanding? Fire. Can water suffice? Question for us. As a medical practitioner, will water be the first, your, your first, will it be your first go-to? Will water be your first go-to? No. Because water cannot clean the way fire can clean. Water can clean, but the cleaning will not be forensic. It will not be deep tissue. It, 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 it will penetrate beyond the surface like fire can. Hallelujah. Water cleanses the external. Fire cleanses the internal. Now, what, what, is, what is being spoken about when he said everything that can that, that cannot endure the fire, let it be cleansed with water? Because when we talk about the wilderness, I'm saying this because as I, as I began to... Look, let me tell you how the Holy Spirit was working, okay? I started talking about the book of Numbers. I then saw the Lord talking about the five books of Moses. So when, he, when I saw him talking about it, I started talking about the five books. The moment we got to Numbers, I saw him pause. And as I saw him pause, I said, okay, what do you have to say here? And now I'm talking. So where I'm going, I don't know. Hallelujah, but I'm just talking as the Lord is going. This is where I saw him. So as I saw him there, I'm going there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the wilderness, the wilderness is a place of fire. You see, it's one thing for you to be cleansed 
of your sins by the washing of the word. Because John the Baptist came. He came just like Moses. All right. To bring them out of captivity. To separate them from their sins, from the things that had them bound, just like Moses. Because I hope you know that Moses and Joshua are like a foreshadowing of John and Jesus. I hope you know that. Just like Elijah and Elisha are a foreshadowing of John and Jesus. In fact, both names are the same name. Joshua is Yeshua and Eliasha is also Yeshua. <laughs> in, in Hebrew, it's not Elisha, it's Eliasha, right? Which is, my God is salvation. That's the meaning of the name Elisha. Elijah means my God is Jehovah. Elisha means my God is salvation. It's deep. <laughs> That's why on the mountain, it was Moses and Elijah that, that appeared to Jesus because their lives mirrored one another. Moses came before Joshua. Elijah came before Elisha. And always the second did more than the first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So John the Baptist came with the water of the word and he brought a people to repentance. The ministry of Moses, the ministry of John the Baptist, the foreigner, is a ministry of repentance where you are, you are caused to see the error of your ways. I'm laughing now because I now see where the Holy Spirit is going. Hallelujah. I see the connection. Praise the Lord. You are, you are, you are, you are forced to see the error of your ways. You are forced to see that Pharaoh is not really your friend the way you considered Pharaoh to be your friend. By the ministry of Moses. By the ministry of John the Baptist. You realize I've been I've been in a bad place for too long. But actually repentance is not enough. Just being repentant is not enough. Because we read yesterday in the same in the book of Judges that the Canaanites were determined to dwell in the land. You see, because it's one thing to say you are tired of Pharaoh and you want to leave. But the fact that you're tired and want to leave does not mean that Pharaoh is tired and Pharaoh wants to leave. Have you understand the people of God? That you are tired and you want to leave doesn't mean that Pharaoh is tired and wants to leave. So being washed by water is not enough. Just repenting is not enough. I understand it because John brought the message of repentance. Someone bring that scripture for me. I, I know that that statement has been said in scripture that John brought the message of repentance. Someone post the scripture for me. He brought a message of repentance, causing men to see the error of their ways. But Christ brought a message of dominion. Have you understand it? Have you understand it? Many of us, we have left our old lives. 
We left the world, we left the streets, we left sexual immorality, we left greed, we left a lot of things behind. Because in the beginning, it is expedient to flee from the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul said, flee sexual immorality. In the beginning, it is expedient to flee. I understand that. But at the end, it is expedient to conquer. Does someone understand what I'm talking about? It is expedient to flee in the beginning. But at the end, it is expedient to conquer. Whether very place that you ran away from, that you left, that was once upon a time your slave master, you go back to that same place and you have dominion, you have power, you have authority, and that thing can no longer put you under captivity again. Actually, that thing has now become your captive. Now, that's the message of Christ. And that's why Christ came and brought about the kingdom of God. Is all understanding what I'm saying? Moses brought them out of Egypt, but it was Joshua that established the kingdom. Someone following me? Someone following me? It was Joshua and the conquest that he brought that gave them their own land. Are we understanding, people of God? It was through warfare. It was through warfare. It was through warfare. Because there were people on that land. There were people on that land that were determined to stay. They were determined to never leave. They were determined to guard that place with their lives. They were ready to die for that place. They were ready. Warfare was needed. Warfare was needed to enter into the next phase. Hallelujah. But permit me to just say a little bit about the wilderness. Because even before Israel entered into the land of Canaan and they fought the first city, which was Jericho, in the wilderness they had a lot of battles, true or false? True or false? That wilderness place that is a period of transition between the evil that you knew and the good that you don't yet know. Hallelujah. In that place where it doesn't yet appear what we shall be. <laughs> but we know that when he appears, we shall, we shall be like him. In that place of the wilderness, when you have left, and this is just a teaching for us, when you come out of Egypt, any kind of Egypt, because understand, in those days, Egypt was a land that was flowing with a kind of milk and honey, true or false? True or false? Because first of all, the Egypt had the river Nile. And I know many of us in this time, we, we might not understand a lot about, well, let me not say that. Well, in case we don't know about geography, but the success of, of, a, of a colony of people is dependent on them being close to a body of water. How many of us are aware of this? 
How many of us are aware of this? It's dependent on them being close to a body of water, right? Aside from the fact that being close to a body of water can help with irrigation and planting and things like that, it also helps to connect them to the rest of the world, right? When you are close to a body of water, especially a body of water that breaks forth into the larger open sea, right? That's why Lagos, for example, has seen a lot of development because Lagos is actually a, a coastal state, right? New York is also a coastal state. Um, even the United Kingdom, actually, you know, even though they are a bit inland, but they're still very close to, close to the sea, right? So being close to the sea, being close to water, was such, it, 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 it was such a pivotal, you know, theme, especially in, in the sustenance of every great civilization. So the fact that Egypt had the Nile in that Middle Eastern region is one of the things that made that land so attractive. Right, because the Middle East is very, very desert, right? Most of the countries are inland. So Egypt always provides one with some kind of nourishment, true or false. There's something that Egypt gives you that satisfies you, that that quote unquote blesses you in a sense. Right? So you are not staying in Egypt because you are suffering. You were suffering, but you didn't know because. Egypt had an allure, it had a, a, a veil, it had a veil of enjoyment that made you not see how much robbery was actually happening to you. I remember I, I, I had an interview, not an interview, but like a, a recorded conversation with a lovely girl. And, you know, she was talking about how, I don't understand how, you know, people have sex before marriage. There's nothing there. I mean, like what? I had to... I have to tell, I said, young lady, <laughs> that's incorrect. That's actually incorrect. To think that there is no pleasure there is wrong, you see, because there's a lot of pleasure. When we talk about sex without commitment, sex without a child coming after, there's a kind of pleasure there. It's a false pleasure. But don't say that there is no pleasure because she was like, there's nothing pleasurable about it. I said, don't, don't. Don't say that. Because if that were true, everybody would not be doing it. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? So Egypt brings about a kind of pleasure that is sweet. When people take drugs, it gives pleasure now, isn't it so? It gives pleasure. It gives a temporary high. There's something enjoyable about it. To say otherwise is, is to say rubbish. Right? Because there's something sweet about it. But as wisdom comes, when you start to realize that that something is sweet doesn't mean that it's expedient, right? Because for those who have ever had what is called jedi jedi, <laughs> hallelujah! Nobody will force you to go and drink those bitter things <laughs> by your own volition, by your own strength. You'll be looking for bitters to drink. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because naturally speaking, the digestive system of the body, and doctors confirmed this for me, based on evolution, in nature, when something is bitter, it's usually poisonous. So the body, based on genetic memory, has been trained to expel anything that is bitter. And that's why when you drink bitters, a kind of cleansing happens in your body. 
the way in Yala just be saying yup, you know, he has like, yeah, I'm actually, you know, you know, just in case you don't know, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a medical expert, you know. <laughs> well done, man. <laughs> The why you say sorry? Don't be sorry about it. I'm healing you. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 So according to the to evolutionary memory, right? Bitter things are usually poisonous, like leaves, like fruits, and things of the like. So the body has already been trained that if something very bitter if the tongue the 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 part of the tongue that takes note of bitter things if that part is highlighted too much and information goes to the brain that begin to expel 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 right and that's why people drink bitters to cleanse the system right because bitter things stimulate a kind of purge in the body right so there's a place for sweetness and there's a place for bitterness because not all sweet things are good and not all bitter things are bad so Egypt is a place that is sweet but it is too sweet did you guys get that? because many of us don't realize that the moment you have the word T-O-O two the word T-O-O is another word for evil, in case you don't know. In case you don't know, let me tell us now. Wherever you find the word to, understand that you're looking at something <coughs> that is evil. Do you understand it? Because the way nature is, everything is supposed to be adequate. The moment something is more than adequate, more than what is needed, that more than what is needed brings about corruption, imbalance. It brings about what we call evil. Hallelujah. Once anything is beyond what is needed, once it is too much, evil has come into play. So Egypt was a place that was sweet, but a place that was too sweet, so sweet that it didn't allow men to grow into the full stature of their God. And that's why God had to bring them out. But understand, even though they have come out of that Egypt, right? Even though they've come out of that Egypt, there's still a sweetness that they experience there. True or false, people? There's still a sweetness. There's still an enjoyment that they had. That when push comes to shove, you find people in the wilderness going back to where they came from. Or at least feeling the desire to go back to where they came from. Because just because you have come out of Egypt and you have chosen to leave Egypt does not mean that Egypt has chosen to leave you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding? That you have decided to leave Egypt, that you have decided to change your ways, does not mean that those ways have decided to change you. <laughs> because there was something that you were doing for them. There was something that you were helping them achieve. Something you were helping them accomplish. Actually, they lived by you. You were their means of sustenance. 
Are you understanding? You were their cash cow. Remember the story in the book of Acts of that young girl who was a practitioner of divination and by means of sorcery had the ability to foretell the future. When Paul delivered her, the people that were benefiting from her, they almost killed Paul. <laughs> I understand. Because she represented a whole caste of people that were that were that were practicing that art, right? And were bringing coin to a lot of masters. So think about it. Imagine you spend seven years training a particular staff. And that stuff is so good, so good that you can travel for two months and your business will be fine. Even though a time I come for the staff to leave, but would you be completely happy when that staff is going? Question for us. Would you be completely happy? Would you be completely happy? No. No. No, you wouldn't. Because it's, 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 it's completely selfless. <laughs> because he's completely selfless. Because if you, as far as you're concerned, that person being around makes your life better. That person living makes your life more difficult. Sometimes difficult might be good, but the fact is that it's not sweet for that person that you have you you have learned how to depend on. It's not sweet for them to just up and leave. So that's why you find a lot of people, whether staff, whether pastors were parents who find it hard to let people go <laughs> and this is just a little teaching moment that i just use people of god let's not be pharaohs okay we don't own anybody actually a business owner is actually a discipler and except god says otherwise a person who has served under you after a while either they have some level of autonomy within your business or you let them go. Are you understanding? You let them go because after a while, whatever power that you had, whatever position that you had, whatever whatever you had, it has to pass down to somebody now. Right? It has to pass down to someone. Someone has to inherit your mantle. You can't just carry it and say, no, you want to you die before. No, someone should carry the mantle and go forward so that we don't we don't devour those that God has given to us to raise. A business owner is a discipler. You are a discipler of all those that are under your employ. You don't just teach them business, you teach them godliness in business. And we talked extensively about this in our teaching series on, on business, right? You are a discipler of those that you employ, right? And if you are a pharaoh, undoubtedly they also will be pharaohs right because you never let the bird out of the cage you wanted the bird to stay in the cage giving you pleasure enjoyment and all those kind of things so pharaoh is just like that you were entertainment for him you were nourishment for him are you understanding what i'm saying are you understanding what i'm saying you were nourishment there was an addition that you brought to his life So it's actually not enough for you to just leave. If you have just left, you are still in danger. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you have just left alone, 
you are still in danger. There is a danger that is still looming around because Pharaoh has not been conquered. Is someone understanding what I'm saying? Pharaoh has not yet been conquered. Pharaoh has not yet been put under subjection. Pharaoh has not yet been dominated. Because as you've come out of Egypt and you are inside of the wilderness, right? Pharaoh still wants a piece of you. And all the different surrounding territories. Because in that wilderness, the Israelites were attacked by different nations, true or false? True or false? I'm asking us, true for those who have studied our Bible. True or false? They were attacked by Moab. They were attacked by the Amalekites. They were attacked by the Canaanites. They had, they fought a lot of battles in the wilderness. Because all those battles they faced, they are, it's all representative of Egypt. That thing that you want to leave, that wants to possess the land, it comes back to try and possess you. Because where do you think you are going? Have you understood the people of God? Have you understood it? It's not enough to say, I'm going to leave these people. No, there, there has to be a dominion that is achieved over them. That's how your escape can be permanent. That's how you can find yourself back there. And that's why you find that Jesus Christ, places that the Pharisees could not enter without being corrupted, he could sit down there as a king. Because... The Christ doesn't just have dominion in heaven. The Christ also has dominion in the depths of hell. Are we understanding? Satan is not the king of hell, it's Christ. Are we following people of God? When he went down, he possessed the gates of Hades, meaning that hell has a Lord, and that Lord's name is Christ. And this talks about a person who has achieved dominion even in the very depths of his being. The deepest recesses of his subconsciousness, where the devil stands supreme, even in those areas, there is dominion. That even if Jesus Christ was stark drunk, and it probably won't happen, but even if he was stark drunk, and you know when you become drunk, your subconscious nature comes to the forefront. Even if that subconsciousness comes to the forefront, he will still be quoting scripture for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's why many of us in the realm of the dream, where your subconscious becomes the driver, you see yourself doing things that surprises you. You say, my God, is this me? How can I do something like this? Oh, I bind truffles. <laughs> that tells you what is actually buried under your carpet. You understand? You understand it? Well, that thing you see yourself doing in your dream, ah, it tells you what is still, it shows you different territories that have not yet been conquered. You get what I'm saying? Because when we talk about spiritual warfare, most of the time, in fact, 90% of the time, we're thinking of something outside. Are you understanding? 90% of the time, we're thinking of something outside. Someone in a village, someone outside, someone trying to collect my business, someone trying to take my, my position at work, someone this, someone that. Are we, are we understanding? Have you understand it? Most of the time, we are looking outward for the battle to be outside. And understand me, I'm not saying there's no battle outside. 
what if you knew the battle that was inside of you ah you were quick because the real war is not on the outside but within you understand that? because as we have been born into this world that has been completely overrun by the sinful flesh and the spirit of this world just by being born into this body ah there are a lot of masters that you don't know about a lot of masters that don't ever want you to be free ever 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 have you understood Their job is to ensure that all the days of your life you serve their enterprise and you never leave their employ. And they have created such a powerful system that will catch you, or better said, that has an intention of catching you, catching your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, that the whole lineage actually doesn't ever leave this service. And the root of this is on the inside, is not on the outside. Because there's so great an emphasis, so great. And understand, I'm not saying that there's an external warfare, and we will get there, all right? Because it's, it's a balanced it. Okay, I'm not throwing one for the other, but I'm starting by emphasizing on things that are least emphasized upon. Because you can pray against the witch. That will come and visit us at night. But what happens when you yourself are the witch actually? That is a problem in that atmosphere. What happens when you are actually you are the one that is the witch? Right? You know what they say? If how do they say this phrase? If um, I don't know the name they use, but when I see it, you tell me how it's normally said. If Ali has a problem with everybody. It is very probable that Ali is the problem. Who has heard that kind of parable before? <laughs> Who has heard that parable before? Right? If Ali has a problem with everybody, Ali, ah, this one. Ali has a problem with this one. Ali has I ah, ah. For the fact that Ali is the common denominator in all those relationships, it's very likely that Ali... <laughs> Ali might, might be the problem. And the issue is not as external as Ali believed. The issue is probably internal. Because when Joshua enters, remember the Bible says, go forth and possess your possessions. Is that true or false in the Bible? Is that true or false? It says, go forth and possess your possessions, meaning that that land of Canaan, physically speaking, It represented a land that was actually theirs. A land that was overrun by aliens. It's unfortunate that the Israelites of today, still, they are misunderstanding that scripture. Because they came and said, this land of Palestine is our own. So we have come to possess our possession. And that's their interpretation of that particular scripture. 
And when you observe the atrocities that they are, they are committing in the name of possessing their possessions, you will see that the real possession that they're supposed to possess, actually they have given it all away. Because that land spoken about, that is actually the property hmm, of the Israelites, it talks about the heart of a man. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus Christ said in the book of Luke, with patience, you will possess your souls. Why did he say that? Have you ever considered that before? Someone please pose that scripture for me here. He said, with patience, you will possess your souls. Meaning that the soul is something that is possessed by something else. It is ours, but something else has laid claim upon it. Something else is using it. Are we understanding, people of God? Something else is profiting from it. God bless you, Othniel. Luke 21, verse 19. By, by your patience, possess your souls. Would Jesus Christ ask people to possess their souls if the soul was already possessed? Question for us. Question for us. Will he ask people to possess their souls if the soul was already possessed? No. It's because the soul was not possessed. The land was not yet possessed. In the same way where God told the children of Israel, go forth and possess your possessions. It's not a book of history. It's a book of spirituality. Are you understanding? Because that land, first and foremost, is your heart, is your mind, is the fullness of your being. And in deep reflection, you will find that this land of your mind, of your heart, your members, many things have claimed it. Are you understanding? If I ask you now, for the next 10 minutes, think only about Jesus Christ. Can you do it? Can you do it? I'm asking. Within 30 seconds, rice and stew will enter your thought pattern without you knowing. In fact, you will think of rice and stew for about 20 seconds before you realize that you were thinking about it. <laughs> Are you understanding? Maybe your, your bed will also come into your mind and you'll be thinking about sleep for about 30 seconds before you realize it. For about 30 seconds, that thing that Shemilore said to you yesterday, you know, it went into your mind and you'll be thinking about it before you realize that you were thinking about it. <laughs> Are you seeing how there's so many masters? So many masters that so many masters that are just there passively driving you from behind the scenes noisy and all of them are using your mind for their own agenda what they want to do they use your mind to do it they use your heart to do it in fact they even use your body to do it <clears throat> your body has has governors that you don't know about <clears throat> are we following people of god are we following people of God? Because you think your body is your own. Try and lose five kg. 
and you discover who owns the body. <laughs> it's your desire to lose that five kg. But when you, you begin that crusade, you realize that actually there's someone else that is in charge here. <laughs> Are you understanding? There's someone else in charge. You, the original owner of the body, will say, body, I want you to go here. Body say, listen to me. Uh, you lady Jumoke, I've heard what you have said. That you wish to lose five kilos. But have you asked me what I want to lose? Hmm? Have you asked me whether I want to sleep this morning that you want to wake up at seven to go and be doing jumping jack? It's all well with you. Okay, you try and do that jumping jack this morning. Let's see what will happen. Try it first. If you get mind, try it. I will show you. Now me get you. <laughs> and Jumoke will get her from the bed. She said, this morning, I'm going to achieve 100 jumping jacks. By the time she reached 20, ah, she will just say, ah. Let me go and lick yogurt in my fridge. <laughs> Let me lick yogurt and get strength. After I get the strength, I'll complete the workout. Before she finishes really licking that yogurt, the mind will begin his own agenda. It will say, ah, Jemoke, have you seen the latest gist on Insta blog? Go and check it so that you are updated with the affairs that are going on in the country today. So before she finished licking that ice cream, another master has appeared to give her a different trajectory. Now she goes and picks up Instablock while licking the yogurt. So this was someone who woke up with the intention of doing jumping jack. In the middle of the jumping jack, yogurt entered, Instablock entered. That's how on Insta blog she will see one news that will bust her mind. Ah, she has to talk about it on her story. So she next thing to open Instagram and say, but why are people useless like this? You know, early in the morning. <laughs> people of God, is that not how it is? <laughs> Before you know it, it's 8:30. Ah! There's something else you have to do. Bam. You can't you cannot do the workout again. And that's how it will be for the next one year. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of losing 5 kg, 15 kg has been added unto you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Are you understanding? <laughs> Are you understanding? Indeed, the sun is too hot. You can't work out again. Oh, time has passed now. Oh, the work day has begun. Now I have responsibilities. Wow. Are you understanding? The moment you say, let me do one or two things, you realize that there are hidden contenders within your members who have a different agenda entirely. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? A different agenda entirely. Entirely entirely that want to do something completely different from what you want to do it is your will to tell the truth but there's another one that has a will to lie to escape danger so before you can even have the chance to say the truth there's one in you that will lie first <laughs> am i telling you a lie before you can even say the truth that lie will come out 
and you are seeing the light coming out from your mouth and you don't have the power to stop it. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you think about it, you realize, my God, almost all my lands, there are people sitting as kings upon it. Lord, help. Lord, help. Lord, help. Have you understand it? Have you understand it? Because we think the problem is that we have not conquered this territory, we have not gotten this, we have not gotten that, that's the issue, that's the issue, that's the issue. But Solomon said, it is better to have control over your own spirit than to conquer a city. Because if you try and conquer a city, when your own internal city is still overrun, that city too will control you. You know, I... Oh, hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. You can tell a leader who is led by his people as opposed to being as opposed to leading the people you can tell because the way he he gets them to listen to him is by affirming all the defects of their souls he affirms it are you understanding and that's how he gains their applause not by causing them to see how sometimes the right path is bitter but by telling them the sweet part, the sweet part, and it now becomes a reflection of all their flaws. And whenever they look at him, their flaws are empowered. They don't feel guilty. They don't feel ashamed. Oh, yes, yeah. And all the kings inside of them all the kings inside of them, even the person that is calling himself a leader or herself a leader, all the kings inside of them are even waxing stronger and stronger, believing that when I gain control over this and over that, I will have power. Actually, you are even more powerless than before you began. Because the war has never been outside first. I like the word first because there's an external warfare. Are you understanding my point? And I will get to that. But the war is not outside first. The external battle comes second. The war is inside first. And there are many things that have taken possession of the land. Are you understanding? You know how we, they, 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 they teach in, in, in the church? that once you just accept Jesus Christ just like that, just like that it's not possible for you to be possessed because oh, as you have said oh, Jesus Christ is Lord all of a sudden every other thing that all the laws that you have been servicing for the past 30 years is they've just disappeared really? is that really what the Bible teaches? are you guys understanding me? is that what the Bible teaches? let me give us a picture of salvation Salvation looks like a person coming out of Egypt, 
right? Passing through the Red Sea, which is the washing of water. Are we understanding? Have we seen the pattern? Passing through the Red Sea, which is the washing of water. And then the initial drowning of Pharaoh outside you. Are you getting my point? That drowning of Pharaoh outside you can be, you know, maybe you separating from your friends, the people that used to take you to the club, to take you to lie, to take you to do this. Are you understanding? That's what that baptism is. When all the external factors are taken away. But when you leave the geographical territory of Pharaoh, you realize that Pharaoh's greatest hook over your life was not that physical prison. Oh no, it was the one that you never saw before until you left. Are you understanding? There are some people that can live in Nigeria for 40 years. Their Yoruba accent is strong. <laughs> that tells you that that accent is, is not a product of geographical location. No, it's something deeper. No matter how much you speak Queen's English, <laughs> that Yoruba is not good anyway. <laughs> Are you understanding? <laughs> Are you understanding? Because it's one thing to live somewhere, it's another thing for that somewhere to leave you. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? So we saw that the children of Israel had left Egypt physically. Based on geography, based on geography, they had changed locations. But when they entered into a different location, how come the tradition of Egypt was following them there? I saw one, one lovely girl on our group message yesterday. Let me read the message that she, she, she asked the question. You know, she asked the question. She said, let me open it quickly. She said... Ah, she said, have we seen this Amapiano prayer going on? <laughs> for some reason, it doesn't sit well with me. What do you think? My friend said, is a means for Christianity to take over. Is this something meant to be adopted? <laughs> Hallelujah. As in Amapiano, I, 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 I've never seen it, what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and my response was this I said I haven't seen it but that's 100% nonsense why must we take over by doing what they do must, why must we take over by remixing what was not forged in the house of the Lord why can't we take over by creating our own things and establishing trends it's nonsense such things are created by people who want God but still want the world is a great deception. Like I saw about a month ago of some um, church in, I think, Atlanta, that is a club. Well, I won't call it a church. So these people, they go to a club, right? The same club sets the same strobe lights, the same everything. And they go there and, and they begin to play, you know, quote unquote, you know, gospel music, hallelujah. <laughs> What's wrong with what's wrong with people? Just go to your club. Stop deceiving yourself. You understand? And they say, "Oh no, no, no! This is the new wave." Shut up your mouth. Your new wave of the gospel. God didn't ask for this. 
oh it's a new wave oh you're not you know you you're just being so religious that's a lie that you know people are now using these days oh oh, oh, oh. you're just being too religious how why are you trying to why are you trying to kill our vibe you know I'm yet to see such movements actually producing formidable believers who can stand the test of time and the trials of life. You see such people, they always crumble at the slightest opposition. There's no strength whatsoever. Are you understanding? There's no strength. Just say that you just want to stay with the world and just, you know, because it's very painful now that you are living double life. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Wow. See what someone just said. She said, just yesterday on Instagram, I saw apparently a gospel choir in the United Kingdom performed as backup singers for Ashake concerts. That happened in the UK a few days ago. Wow. Wow. I mean, what, what, what do we say? <laughs> ah, you know, Praise the Lord. You know, is I, I I blame whoever was the progenitor of this this um once saved always saved doctrine that has poisoned the church. Right, that's poisoned the church. That oh, once you answer the altar call and you say, oh Lord, I accept you, Lord, and that's the end. There is no territory to contend for. There is no land to claim. Really? Really? Are we understanding? Really? Before we even talk about, you know, because these days everyone is talking about claim territory for the Lord. Go and claim. And there's understand there's there's place for that. Right? Because if the physical terrain hmm, is completely dominated by darkness, the, the the people who say they want to leave the path of light, they'll be very frustrated, actually. And it, it will come a time when, just like in the time of Daniel, your faith will be outlawed. And if you can see, gradually it's happening. Right? In American schools, it is lawful to have pornographic books that children under 10 can read. But it's unlawful to give the Bible. Are you guys seeing it? How when the evil people... Are in power they begin to outlaw righteousness it becomes it becomes a crime to serve the lord are you guys understanding what i'm saying it becomes a crime to serve the lord so there's a place where we actually have to conquer physical territory we actually have to conquer systems what people have called mountains today there's a place for that are you understanding there's a place for that. But before we talk about conquering and claiming anything on the external, there's a land on the inside that has been completely overrun by strangers. Are we following people of God? Are you understanding? There are territories on the inside that are overrun by strangers that need to be driven out not just with prayer but with day-to-day -day action and obedience 
Are we understanding? Again, I'm sure that we did not expect this angle. That one of the greatest forms of warfare is actually your obedience to God's word. Obedience that forces you to change your way of doing things. Obedience that changes your eating habits. Obedience that changes your friends. Obedience that changes the way you speak. Obedience that changes the way you respond to circumstances that make you uncomfortable. Obedience that changes you. That's one of the greatest kinds of warfare that we can have. Actually, that's the warfare that the devil is afraid of. Do you understand? And that's why whenever you want to do that warfare, you will see the devil's face, I promise you. I promise you. If you carry out the warfare of obedience, you will see the devil five times more than you see when you just pray, I bind every stranger in my house, I arrest every um, person in my village. When you say you want to change your ways, you want to change your path, you want to serve something else, mark my words, the devil will show up. He will. He will. If he doesn't show up in your dream, he will show up through one of your friends. Say, oh, where have you been? Oh, what's going on? Oh. <laughs> Who knows what I'm talking about? knows what I'm talking about. You just appear in a very subtle way. And that phone call that our friend called you, you don't know warfare has started. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes it might not even be, oh, come out and do rubbish. It could be that there's a path that God has set you on. A path that is not so sweet right that is trying you and actually you've you've been dying daily but you know that this is where god put you the enemy will send a friend to give you that phone call and make you feel like you are foolish they'll tell you ah ah look at you see what i see everybody look at your own story everybody has moved on they've all moved forward you're the only one that is left behind Hmm? see your age self Hmm? instead of you to come and you know do one or two let's change this you don't know warfare started are you not, why is it that it's until someone comes to flog us in the dream before we wake up and pray you don't know that, one, that conversation that that person that person is saying there are arrows coming out from that person's mouth arrows there are daggers that are stabbing your inner man and are trying to rob you of that life of Christ that has powered your obedience thus far words from hell that have no other agenda but to derail your destiny and the path that god has set you on are you understanding sometimes it just takes one word one word they'll just come and call you and say look at your whole family is there anybody that has achieved this that's all that's all they will say that was a massive attack the enemy has already levied against you. Are you understanding? And that attack, it will rest in that area of your heart that has not yet been conquered. That area that is still battling self-esteem. Because as a young believer, one of the things that you face, especially if you know you 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 
you were one who easily succumbed to peer pressure. The devil will hammer on your self-esteem. He will use that route to try and derail you. Because some of us, we, we can endure anything, but we can't endure when someone laughs at us. We can't endure when someone mocks us. We can't endure being mocked. That it, it, it's a shameful thing, actually, when someone laughs. And the moment they laugh, we begin to question every decision that we've made. You left your house. You looked in the mirror. Your dress was fine. Your dress was actually nice. Nice color, whether it's yellow, green, or blue. You liked it when you left. But as you left, someone said, uh-uh, what kind of shanty dress is this? From that moment, your voice was lost. You couldn't even speak with confidence anymore. You couldn't even lift your head up high just because someone did not approve what you wore. Just because it wasn't validated. And there are many of us who, who knows whether we left a certain circle of friends, we are still trying to get their validation. The devil can never validate righteousness. So we say we are trying to preach to them, but it's a lie. You are trying to get their validation. You are trying to show them that, oh, you are, you are, you are not completely lost. You, do, you have not missed your way. So you are always going to talk to them to try and preach, but you are not really preaching. You don't really care for their soul. You are trying to make sure that they validate you. And they still look at you as something special, even though you have left their world. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a trap. It's a trap. And the enemy will use one of them to just say one thing to you. Now, when you're on the mountaintop, those arrows of words, they don't have much weight. But the way God has made life, there will always be mountaintops and there will always be valleys. Write this down. The mountaintop is a place where God's voice has the greatest strength over you. The valley is a place where the voice of the devil has the greatest strength over you. Are you understanding? The mountaintop is when you have that spiritual high. You are so rich in faith, in power. You know, even physically, a lot of things are going the way you thought it would go. Wow, look at what has happened. Oh my God. Then if God tells you do this, you will jump and you move. God says relocate from Canada, come back to Nigeria. You pack up your things and leave Canada and come back to Nigeria. So at that time, the enemy will not really disturb you so much. But you plant seeds through some words that people will say to you. He knows that that word won't hold water at the mountaintop. So it's fine. That word is not for the mountaintop. The word is for the valley. <laughs> Are you guys understanding? The word is for the valley. Some of us, that's what actually spots our marriages. You were enjoying this woman. You were enjoying this man. One day your friend came and whispered to you. They said, uh-uh. How come, you know, you guys went out and he didn't even hold your hand? <laughs> You know, when men start to do that, they have lost interest in you. It sounds funny, but I'm telling you, in that time, maybe the woman is very secure. So she'll just despair what that person said, please, I beg, this is my man, he loves me. But the day will come when she won't feel so loved. And that word that her friend said will have strength. 
now it will take root downward and begin to bear fruit upward now the problem is not that lie that was told the problem is what that lie will begin to lead that person to do now believing that she is not loved believing that she has been replaced and this is a mistake many people make man or woman especially when you feel as though this person you know doesn't you know love you so much or they are not so pulled to you you start to make fight you don't have my time again you now what for you now what for you the peacock in the bush when he wants to catch the woman hmm, that opens his flowers like this is the peacock mad we need to learn from nature that peacock is the peacock mad i understand when you suspect that oh maybe it's possible that this person is not so excited about me do you think is your fight that will make him or her more excited now what does to do the mathematics we're quiet now <laughs> who's on this table please confess now who's on this table <laughs> eh? is it fight that will increase excitement in that place how can fight increase excitement in fact it's even possible that maybe you just mistook you know the person's reaction and there was really no problem but that thing you started to do started to create a problem are you understanding and it's rooted in that aspect of your heart that is not really secure and then you begin to do things in the name of why can't you look at me but everything you are doing is actually what is taking that person's eye away from you are you understanding are you understanding even move relationship aside so that I, I can give it to us from a different perspective so that you can really register you're in a workplace you find out that they want to replace you is that the time to be abusing your boss or that's the time to actually show them why they'll make a mistake if you are removed question for us is that not the time to even increase your work and like a peacock open all the feathers that they can see hey, if we dare remove this person we're going to run down i will understand the people of god it's just it's just simple wisdom 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 warfare is not until a witch appears in your dream and flogs you and you wake up with mark those ones are even farther. Alright? These ones are not common. True or false? How many people here have been flogged by witch in the dream? Raise your hand. How many people have woken up and you see mark on your body? How many people here? You find out that as people talk, they are going to be a minority. Not more than 10-15% of people that are here. It happens, but it's not a majority. But how many of us here, there was a point in time when we we knew that God told us to do a particular thing. But someone came with a voice of discouragement and doubt. How many of us have 
experienced that before. How many of us? You find that almost everybody. Are you understanding? Almost everybody. Almost everybody has experienced that. The fact that we don't know that in such moments the battle line has been drawn, it shows that a lot of understanding of things have not been established. Let's let's open this scripture very well, very quickly. Our weapons of warfare are not carnal. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Who wants to read? You can raise your hand. Who wants to read? We're off now. Let's go. Are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm there. Second Corinthians chapter 10. So read the first sentence. Okay. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What does that mean? The weapons. What does it mean that our weapons of warfare are not carnal? What does it mean? They're not physical weapons. They're not physical weapons. Right? Because the word carnal is from the Greek word carne, which means flesh. That is something that is fleshly. Right? The weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, they're not physical. Go on, Othniel. But mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now let's pause. Bringing there. every thought. Let's pause there. It says, mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. What is a stronghold? What's a stronghold? What now? Like a, a stronghold is um, like a drowning force. Like Indeed, being, like a drowning force. Historically, yes. do you know do you know where the 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 term stronghold came from? No, sir. So in, in the previous days, in, in olden times, every city has what they call a strong tower or a stronghold, right? That, that is very fortified. That if the city is being sieged, anyone who is inside of that stronghold, they'll most, they most likely survive that onslaught. And one of the ways that sometimes the stronghold was so strong that the only way to kill the people is by blocking off food supply. So the army, the invaded army, will just block any form of food supply and let them starve to death. So sometimes some strongholds, they will put a lot of food that can even last like a year and things like that because it, it has the ability to withstand the attack of the enemy. It's a fortress, a stronghold is a fortress. So he's likening the, he's likening the grip of the enemy to a stronghold that can withstand every attack. <laughs> Are you understanding? That you can wage upon it. Every prayer, every resolve, something that can withstand it and can remain even after you have done all the things possible. 
Now, in that same sentence of stronghold, there's a word that was used there. What's that word? Pulling down. Pulling down what? Or pulling down strongholds. After that, what, what was said after that? Casting down arguments. Casting down. And that word argument, where, where, what, where does it come from? What terminology is that word argument? Where does it come from? Do you know? Who knows here where the word argument comes from? Hmm? Maybe the kind of conflict. Conflict. That's the stereotypical um, meaning of argument. Indeed, in the court of law. Have you seen how in the court, um, they say how the person presented their argument to the judge? Okay, yes, sir. An argument is like a strong position that a person has when they want to convince you to go in this route. So lawyers always argue. I know we've taught in the past that the devil is a lawyer in the court of heaven, true or false? True, sir. In fact, the word devil means prosecutor. That's the meaning of the word devil. It means accuser, slanderer. Right? The word yes. devil literally means prosecutor. And Paul is talking about how arguments made by the devil can become strongholds. Can you give me an example of an argument that can become a stronghold in a person's heart? Hmm. Um, you are not valued in this place. Uh, um, people of God, did you hear that? Did, did you guys hear what he said? Can you relate to that? Has anyone ever had something like that before? He said, he gave an example of a stronghold that you are not valued in this place. Princess, do you want to give another example of a stronghold? I saw your hand raised. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, something like, oh, you're not good enough. Indeed. Um, this this uh, job is beyond your skill and um, maybe you should just take a step back it's yeah along those lines thank well you done. Well done. Rachel what about you okay, um, I think in terms of dressing because um, I'm, I think I'm, I'm a victim of that and they always tell you, you dress shabbily, you look like a house girl, you don't mm. you don't know how to dress. Please style any house dress, things like that. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. People of God, can we relate to these things that were said? Can we relate? Can we relate? Can we relate? Often, let's continue. Let's continue up now. For the pulling down, down and every for the high thing, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Let's pause there. Is it possible? Do you remember? Tell me, because look at it. He, he said, "Every high thing that exalts itself." above the knowledge of God. Tell me about 
the story of Elijah and how an argument was about to exalt itself over the knowledge of God. Tell me. Okay, um, Elijah and um, um, the wife of Ea. Yes. Yes, um, Jezebel. So she um, posed a threat that she was going to make Elijah like one of the prophets of Baal that he slaughtered. So, and he, she even saw that um, that if she didn't, if she, if she didn't do that, that you know that it wouldn't be well with her. So, and at that point, that was like um, an argument that was um, raised against Elijah. In, the, in that court of law, and he was so scared. In fact, there was also fear that helped to fuel the argument, that helped to um, um, support the argument, because there was fear in Elijah. And um, because of the fear internal, that's like the internal enemy, that actually opened the door for the arguments to have a lot of potency, to have a lot of effects on him. And he was about to lose his life until God rescued him. People of God, do you agree with what he just said? Do you agree with what he just said? That the words of Jezebel rested upon the fear inside of him that had not been conquered. Now we understand it. And that's how that word of Jezebel became a stronghold in the life of Elijah until God appeared in the still small voice to deliver him. I understand it. That was warfare. The real battle was not even that she would come and kill him. The real battle was that he could believe that she would kill him. And then handing over his power to Jezebel after the mighty feat that he did the day before. Are you guys understanding? Because everyone on the inside, you are like a judge over the kingdom of your being. And as that judge that sits on, on, on the court, there is an advocate of Christ making arguments to you, telling you that this should be the way to go. And there is an advocate of darkness. Just like we spoke about on Saturday, that Tom and Jerry, you know, scenario, where there's an angel on the left and there's an angel on the right, and both are bringing their arguments. Because the Bible is a very legal book. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Very legally, it's based on a lot of legal terminologies. Actually, as Christians, we're actually lawyers. That's what an intercessor is. An intercessor is actually a lawyer. Do we, do we know that? The word intercessor is from the court of law. right? Someone who stands to defend another person in the court. So an intercessor is someone that is a lawyer right an advocate are you understanding that's why christ is called our advocate so as a christian our first one of the first identities that we have is the identity of an advocate and inside of us there is an advocate of the enemy and there's an advocate of the lord and both are making their arguments every day And the argument of the enemy is to lift itself above the knowledge of the Lord. Are you understanding? 
that God will give you a word and will tell you this is exactly what I want you to do and this is the place that will favor you the most. It might take a while. It might not be most convenient. But if you stay here, you will find yourself on the path that will lead you to destiny. And that's what the Lord said to you. The next thing, the enemy will come with his word. And he will say to you, Paul, are you not a fool? Listen, when you see these books that Paul was writing, he wasn't just writing from space, he was writing from experience. See, Paul, you Pharisee of Pharisees, ah, do you know where you came from? Look at your mates. We are chopping money. We are sitting down in the court of the king. And we are still serving God. This is the doctrine that Moses gave us. But see, how can you say you are following God? But look at the life you are living. Is that what God... Look at the book of, of Deuteronomy. God said milk and honey. But look at what you are going through. Can that be God? Are you guys understanding? Can that be God? Is this milk and honey? Can it be God? No, you said, think I'm... I don't want to press you. And so it won't be as if I'm the one that is just... But I'm just, you know, as your friend. I feel like if I don't tell you this, I will not love you. So because I love you, I have to tell you this. War has started. Are you guys understanding? War, the battle has been drawn. Are you understanding what I'm saying? War has started. You're already in the battlefield. And where that battle is hottest is in that region of your heart that has not been brought under dominion. That part that you have not addressed. Are you understanding? Because that's where the enemy will always come to. That place of weakness. Why did he come to Christ after he had not eaten for 40 days? Why did he come there? He's a hungry, he's a hungry man. Now. His biology is demanding all kinds of things. And of course, when the body is hungry, it has the great ability to influence the mind. So that's the point where you can use that his hunger to manipulate him and do a lot of things. He wasn't just hungry. This was someone who has spent 30 years in training, hmm, being told of the assignment that he's going to carry out, being told that he is indeed the king of the world, being told all these things. But actually, when he looks at his life, all that was there was suffering. <laughs> all that was, it was suffering and tragedies. The Bible said he learned obedience from the things that he suffered. His, his life was a tragic one. He lost his father at 15 years of age, 14 years of age. And before he even had the chance of being a man, he was now the man of the house. Not as the man of the house, he also had younger brothers and sisters that he had to tend to. At a young age, his life was very hard. You have no idea. So already you have someone who there was already a lot of a lot of foundation upon which that lie of the enemy could rest. When he said to him, if you bow down to me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? If Jesus Christ had not fought with the Holy Spirit in the place of obedience to conquer that part of his heart that wanted to gain power, he would have lost his crown that day in the wilderness. I promise you. Because like we said yesterday, the devil wasn't lying. He could give him 
the kingdoms of the earth because at the end of the day he's the one behind them so he could he could give that he wasn't lying he could give it to him but christ's kingdom was not of this world <laughs> he said to Pilate, if my kingdom were of this world ah uh, do you know the kind of angels that would have finished everybody here oh but my kingdom is not of this world that indoctrination had to become a stronghold in his heart because the enemy was going to bring a lot of arguments a lot of arguments that will become strongholds in his life because look at this verse casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Why are thoughts being involved in the conversation of warfare? People of God, am I talking to somebody this morning? Am I talking to somebody? Why are thoughts being spoken about in the conversation of warfare if our thoughts are not a potent medium through which the enemy wages war against every single one of us are you understanding are you understanding he wages war and one of the places he comes through is the mind Oh, sorry, let's read this scripture now. Let's read this scripture in Corinthians, if you're able. Okay, sir. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 to 6. Okay, sir. That place where it says. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bringing every thought, actually, it's a trap. It's a question I called you for. <laughs> so, what we read that line? Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What? How do we wage war against the the lies of the enemy? based on that scripture there so for me it is um using the scripture to wait war against the enemy at least this is what has worked for me so i first start by like praying when i have overwhelming thoughts that are negative or lies and then um initially before before i got to where i am I would um, probably go through the Bible concordance, looking for reference to whatever I'm battling with in my mind, and then study. But I guess maybe because I have spent many years in Christ, so um, when they come, naturally, those thoughts just, you know, the scripture pops up. And then as I'm praying and pressing in in the spirit, more of it just comes forward. Or the Lord might just lead me to go read this scripture, go read this scripture, and I start to meditate on it and then. I realized that I have overcome that thought. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And if we're going to summarize this in one word, what would that be? That word is in yes. this same verse there. If you read that line again. Subjecting subjecting every disobedience to Christ's obedience, basically. Indeed. To Christ's obedience. People of God, do you do you do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? There is no weapon of warfare as aggressive as the warfare of obedience. Or what I said, as the weapon of obedience. Oh, sorry, thank you so much. As the weapon of obedience. As the weapon of obedience. Because when the devil wants to weaken a person, right, he brings you into a place of disobedience. He brings you to a place of disobedience. Right. God bless you. So Tolu said, can you set an example? I'll give an example from the temptation of Jesus Christ. The enemy came with a weapon of deception. Right? To convince this man to use his divine powers to nourish his flesh. Are you understanding? Because God gave him, he had divine abilities. He had, he was capable of many things by himself. But he was taught from the very from very young your powers are not to serve yourself is to serve the kingdom of god and to serve men according to the will of god are we understanding that's what god said to him that's what was taught to him now in that moment when the devil came his obedience was encapsulated in the word man shall not live by bread alone but every will every word that comes out of the mouth of the father so even though i'm physically hungry my life is not just physical there's another life i have that is nourished by my father's word and if i throw that word away for you then both my life in the spirit will be lost and ultimately my life in the flesh will also be lost Obedience delivered him from that hour of temptation. That was his weapon. Are we understanding? Obedience. Aggressive, dogged, resilient obedience to God's word. That was what set him free. That was what granted him victory. Obedience. Because the moment a person walks in disobedience, Covering has been lost. Are you understanding? Covering has been lost, and that's what the enemy tries to get a person to. We talked about that story of Balaam yesterday. Let's leave Balaam because he uses it a lot. Look at Samson and Delilah. So long as that man was in the path of obedience, there was nothing they could do to harm him. Nothing. And one of the consecrations that was given to him was that your hair blade must never touch it already for the fact that he was frolicking with delilah a head was already broken so he was already in trouble but he was not completely destroyed because there was still an obedience he maintained right he wasn't drinking strong drink and he never let a blade touch his hair so his security was still in that obedience and the enemy knew so long as this man is in obedience we can't destroy him are we understanding because samson was a judge of israel that brought terror upon the philistines are you guys following what I'm saying? 
they knew the only way we can harm this guy is if we separate him from the word of god the moment he separated from the word of god there is nothing that we will do that will fail god bless you IMD. it ties to yesterday's teaching as well they knew that there was nothing that they would do that would fail if they can separate him from god's word and they used an avenue in his life that was not yet conquered what was that avenue people of god what was that avenue what was that avenue lost lost and it's all your right when you say disobedience but i want us to make it more more definite lost he had a great lost and the argument of the voice of lost was a stronghold he was not brought into captivity we can liken the lost to the kingdom of the Hivites that are determined to possess that land and don't want to go that's what it was in Samson and because Samson did not walk with the Holy Spirit to conquer that land, to put it under subjection, that place was always an entry point that the enemy could use sooner or later. Are we understanding, people of God? Are we understanding? And so long as he walked in disobedience and he allowed the voice of loss to remain in his heart, the enemy always had a means of access into his life. And that's why Delilah was raised. Because many of us, we pray, God, I bind every Delilah. I bind every... What would be a man that is like Delilah? Give me an example of a man that is like Delilah. Because Delilah is for men. But which one is for women? If we're going to use a one. And we can say Herod, we can say Pharaoh. Isn't it so? But you can give me... If you try and give me a very... Nabal... <laughs> I did not say the word. That's so funny. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny because that neighbor, I know what she means by that. Say, please, I beg, useless husband. Let's miss me on that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Neighbor. We can say Absalom. We can say Solomon. Completely, you know. And let us use the ones that were just, you know, very, very bad, bad, bad. If Solomon was a womanizer. You can say that. But still, let's look for something that is a full representation of. Okay, Sha, for men, we say Delilah for for anybody in general we can say pharaoh we can say nebuchadnezzar and everything but let's talk about delilah right interestingly the word delilah in hebrew literally means is related with the night in hebrew the word lila is night and the word 
Shemesh. Let me let me let me make sure I'm I'm, I'm 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 correct because the name Samson in Hebrew is Shimshon, and that word is associated with the sun, with light, and Delilah is associated with the night, darkness, right? Is that's why you also have the name Lilith. It's still associated with Delilah because it talks about, you know, darkness, the spirit of deception, and so on and so forth, right? So now, most of the time, in general, many of us, we pray against Delilah, true us. Whether Delilah for ourselves as men or maybe as women, you pray against Delilah for your children, your friend, your husband, true us, right? True us. And the warfare is to pursue every Delilah, right? Let every Delilah stay away. And there's a place for that. But in the case of Samson and Delilah, was the problem really external or was the problem internal? Question for us. Was the problem external or was the problem internal? It was an internal one. Are you understanding me? It was an internal one. The battle was lost externally because the battle was lost internally. Samson failed to wage war in himself through obedience to conquer that territory that lost had overcome. Are you understanding? Because the spirit of lost occupies the territory of our soul that pertains to desires. Are we following? The spirit of loss occupies the territory of our soul that pertains to desires. First of all, the word loss is not just a sexual term, right? Loss simply means desire in excess or desire that is beyond our control. That's the meaning of lost. But question for us, is desire a bad thing in general? Is desire a bad thing in general? No. God gave us desires. Desire for food, desire for sleep, desire for the acquisition of property, desire for sex. God did it so. God made sex very sweet by putting the highest concentration of love endings in the genitals of a man and a woman. True or false? True or false? God did it that way. So the reason why sex is so pleasurable is because God did it that way. Right? Because of the amount of nerve endings that are there. So God did all these things. If he did it, he can't be evil. Right? But the issue is when those desires are now under the control of something else. <laughs> that was wrong with you. <laughs> he said desire in excess equals me a cuckoo sheshe. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> and it's an hour for you. And it's said, if you say true, they will now say, How do you know? <laughs> Let's be honest in the house of God, people. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Even if one has never been sexually active before, one knows how in the genital region there is 
extra stimulation there's extra sensitivity and biologically speaking scientifically speaking is because of the nerve endings actually a woman has twice as much nerve endings in the genital region than a man i believe a man has, has about 8000 nerve endings and a woman has 16000 nerve endings that's but that's just science and god did it like that why he did so we have to ask him when we have the chance but god did it like that right so desire is something that god created right for his own purpose and was supposed to have desires as people but the problem is when this desire now overruns us and we lose our control it's so hard for us to hear the voice of the lord and walk in the path of obedience it becomes hard and that's when it's a problem so something had lost you understand it something had lost that wasn't conquered that land didn't have walls it was an open wall that anybody could troop in and troop out without him knowing that was what weakened him as a person are you understanding that land within himself that was not brought under subjection to christ paul said i'm not like a boxer beating air but I beat my body and put it under subjection, lest after going to preach the gospel to you, I become disqualified. Someone please pose that scripture for me. I am not like a boxer beating air. You can Google that if you don't know the scripture. If you Google that phrase, you'll find it. I am not like a boxer beating air. Right? Because he knew that the greatest warfare is not the one I fight against the Sanhedrin or the Pharisees or whatever. Is the one that I I, I I face in myself. That is the one that makes me vulnerable. That is the one that makes me formidable. Now we understand the people of the Most High God. That is the one that makes me vulnerable. That's the one that makes me formidable. As children of God, we are only as safe as the level of self-control that we have. As the level of internal government that we have. That's how safe we are. Why is it that the sons of Seva, in the book of Acts, when they went to call the name of Jesus, demons beat them anyhow? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? Why did Jesus' name not work for them? Are you guys understanding? Because if a foul person, a foul person who Jesus Christ's word has no place inside, calls the name, that name will not have any effect. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? It can have an effect. One's life is foul. One's thoughts are foul. One's everything one is doing is foul. In that time of that kind of attack, how can it work when it's not a name that you even believe in? Are you understanding? You have to believe in that name. 
And belief is never separate from obedience. Because if you believe in something, you will live in accordance to that thing. Are we understanding, people of God? If you believe in something, you will live in accordance to that. So what made Samson vulnerable was not even Delilah. It was that spirit of loss within himself. Or better said, that part of himself that he allowed lust to have dominion over. And that was the area they used to penetrate him. And as he penetrated him through that area of lust, she could advise him to tell her the root of his power. Wow. Think about it. The first time he told her the root of his power and he lied. She woke him and said the Philistines are here. Like, didn't he, didn't he think twice? Didn't he think twice? That when you told her she did that thing, she tried to spoil you and she invited your enemies and you still, you know, <laughs> God help me. God help my gender, actually. <laughs> because of that area in his life that was without government, that was without a covering, he lost his ability to see. Actually, when they plucked his eyes out after they cut his hair, that plucking of his eye was a testament of what already had happened to him. Lost had blinded him. He had made him vulnerable and it put him into the grip of the enemy. The enemy will always come through the angle of that part of your heart that is lawless. Are you understanding? He won't come through a place where the word of God is strong. He will come to a place where the word of God is weak. That area that you have not submitted to God, it will always come from there. Always, always. Are you understanding? You can be someone who, by, by every right and standard, there are some things you can't do. You will never do them. But he knows That in the name of love and compassion that has not been fully submitted to the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something. Love and compassion that has not been submitted to the Holy Spirit creates a vacuum for the spirit of fear. Do you guys hear what I said? Love and compassion that has not been submitted to the Holy Spirit creates a vacuum for fear. That's why in the name of love, people do evil and when you check the evil that they did it was because they were afraid did i tell a lie people of god did i tell a lie it's because they were afraid whether they were afraid of the person leaving them or they were afraid of this child not being able to go to school or this child not having the decent life fear comes in when that love has not been submitted to the holy spirit fear can can tabernacle in that place 
and once fear tabernacles in that region of love the enemy has a he has a means of entry and if you begin to speak to your fears alone and through your fears he can make you do things that are in normal day you will never have considered am i telling a lie people am i telling a lie he will use your fear he will use that fear to make you believe things that on a normal day you would reject utterly because that your love has not been submitted to the holy spirit you know yesterday we talked about those women who in the name of protecting their daughters from predatory men they use a binding wrapper to press their breasts right the truth is that is love okay love moved them but a love that was not submitted to the holy spirit a love that 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 functioned in and of itself without any master when your love doesn't have a master iniquity is not far away do you understand and young girls listen to this because in the name of love you know you have a guy you love and that your love for that guy has not been baptized by the holy spirit he not tell you if you love me you must give me this now come on i mean look at what i've done for you you know i, I can't feel loved if you know we don't engage this way and he'll start his manipulating tactics he'll stop picking your call he'll stop answering you he start to give you attitude and this and that if we don't let him touch you this way and do and this and that now because that love has not been submitted to the holy spirit fear enters and the devil starts to tell you ah you know but you know god has told you that this is your husband now you know at the end of the day you still marry him now you know but you see if you don't listen to him he might leave you know he might leave he might leave so why don't you just because still you got married huh? just go ahead and that's how the young girl will fall for the vices and then her temple has been soiled and it goes both ways it sure is more of a majority on the side of women but sometimes the side on the other side is men and we want to tell him listen this is your jesus i don't understand now for you i actually have a i have a person i was counseling once that that's his girlfriend she was like that right the fact that he didn't want to have sex with her it made her mad actually actually told him i said isn't that a very great red flag you know but i didn't want to push it too much so not be as if i'm trying to you know spoil the relationship but there's a time when he refused to have sex with her and that same girl she went out for a weekend and some weeks later she confessed that she slept with another guy but i don't know that anybody with common sense would would leave that kind of lady because if she did it before she'll most likely do it again you know she'll most likely do it again because it's not just about sex it's a, a woman who is lawless that's a lawless woman you understand she's a lawless woman who doesn't have any kind of self-control she can kill you someone that you go to church together and she can sleep with someone because you didn't sleep with her that woman is not just sex it will express in other areas when she doesn't get what she wants from you 
she will find a way to get it for herself. Sex is just the least of them. That kind of girl can kill you. And I asked him, he said, ah, she has a crazy temper. Of course, because it's not separate. Lack of self-control doesn't stay in one area. It always enters other places too. Are we understanding? Safe to see him and the girl got married a few months ago. I pray for them, you know. I pray for them. I know that it's a low self-esteem. You know, and the fear that, because the girl was a pretty girl, you know, and he looked like she was quote-unquote out of his league. So, that low self-esteem that he had as a man was, anyway, I don't know what God will do. Let me not talk as if I know the future, right? But actually, he succumbed to the girl after a while, you know, and they started to have sex. I could tell, even from their wedding shoot, you know, imagine people who, are, who go to church. On, their, on your pre-wedding shoot, you are grabbing the girls behind. It was interesting. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It was interesting. I didn't need to know, he didn't need to tell me that they were having sex. Just the kind of intimacy they had in that picture. You know, when a man and woman have not yet been intimate, there's a way they will touch themselves. You know what I'm talking about? There's a way, you know, there is a way you, you tell because even if they hug, there's still a distance between them. But a man and woman who have had sex, you see a kind of freedom when they hold themselves. There's, there's a freedom. There is a freedom that they have, that you know that there's more to this. But when they have it, there's still a restraint. And you see it. You know, even if even in pre-wedding pictures, there's a way the man will still be holding her like, ah, let me not be a thief. But when his hand is everywhere, you know that that hand has been there many times before. So I saw that pre-wedding shoot. I said, ah, so this guy gave in to this girl. And you say that it's love. But it wasn't love, it was fear. Do you understand me? Do you understand? It was fear. And you'd be surprised how common this happens. All this is part of warfare. Are you understanding? Because there's something that the enemy wants to steal. He always wants to steal the word of God. He always wants to steal the word of God from you. To take it away so that all the areas of your life cannot be visited. But you always come to that avenue that you have not submitted to the Holy Spirit. That's why his arguments are very strong. Very strong, very strong, very strong, very strong. His arguments are most potent there. And you keep on leaving different arguments as to why his path is authentic and the other path is fake. The most important kind of warfare is the warfare of obedience. It's one of the greatest security because you see, 
why must the enemy reach your house first before you start fighting? Are you understanding? There's a movie I watched called The Assassin's Bodyguard. Who has seen that movie? He had Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson, if I'm correct. And in that movie, Ryan Reynolds was a bodyguard. He used to protect high net worth people and, you know, people who, who, um, who their lives were in danger. So he had a security company that will, you know, protect people and so on and so forth. So in that movie, the hitman's bodyguard, thank you. In that movie, he, although hitman and assassin are the same thing, but praise the Lord. <laughs> the, that's a long, long story. I was going to say that my, I didn't remember the name hitman, but I remember the essence of hitman and I gave a different word for the same essence. Hence me saying the assassin's bodyguard. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> so in that movie, Ryan Reynolds had a motto, right? <laughs> to walk up his by. <laughs> in that movie, Ryan Reynolds had a motto, right? That the more boring the your your protection with the person is, the better. So actually, you want to make it so boring that the person will even say, "Why did I even waste my time hiring people?" You don't even want a situation where anybody can even fire a shot. So long before he even carries his, his bodyguards to work with that person, he has already gone weeks ahead to do a lot of reconnaissance. He has gone to scan the terrain. He has covered everything. That that guy will be wondering, why did I waste my money? Are you understanding? And all those preventive measures, they were part of warfare, true or false? True or false? Because warfare doesn't begin when we are responding to attack. Warfare begins when we are already proactive and preventing any kind of attack. Is it making sense, people? The best measure is preventive measure. Why should we always be in a situation when we're doing damage control? Are you understanding? When we're always doing damage control, we're always handling crisis. As believers, that shouldn't be our life. You understand it? Where we are always managing crisis is when Kassala don't bust, then we start to pray. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, change it. Why, why, why wasn't it addressed from the beginning? You understand it? Oh Lord, save this, my son. Save. Why weren't prevention, preventive measures carried out long before that boy was 22, 23 years old? That would have been your real warfare training that boy in the ways of the lord are you understanding what i'm saying equipping him with all the tools he might use to fight the onslaught of the enemy so understanding what i'm saying that's part of warfare are you understanding we're still going to talk about spiritual battles maybe we'll enter that tomorrow or maybe thursday but, but you guys understand the point I'm trying to make today. Because many of us, we don't think about this. Let me tell you a story that I've told us before, but I know there's some new people here, so I'll tell it again. This was a, an experience that was had by one of my own teachers. Powerful man. 
powerful. The spirit is very powerful. So one time he fell sick and he went to the hospital, his body was drying. They did all kind of treatment, all kind of treatment. He was drying day and day. He was losing like almost one or two kgs every day. The hospital tested him. The hospital said there is no illness registered. Wow. <laughs> Western science. Child. It's clear that this man is sick, but their, mach their machine could not detect any kind of illness. And they said they don't, they don't know what to do. The illness is strange. So being the spiritual man that he is, he went into meditation. And he began to ask his God, saying, Lord, please have mercy upon me. Show me the root of this illness that I might be cleansed because this suffering is great and as he sat in meditation the Lord appeared and removed him from his physical body and as he came out of his physical body he began to walk in the realm of the spirit and he, he started to hear a sound in the spirit so he was in his house but not in the physical aspect of his house in the spiritual aspect of his house and he was hearing that sound blow into his house so he went to go and look at where the sound was coming from he saw a window that was open in his house already if you are paying attention that's a symbol he saw a window that was open and he looked outside and he saw three marine spirits three mermaid spirits that were singing and that their song was producing the sickness in his body but he knew but of course like i said this is not this is someone who is very powerful and very knowledgeable he's not nigerian but he's not even african right but these are the people who have told us in the past about these are those who are hallelujah so already he knew that barren spirits they don't walk by themselves right they won't just come and attack you like that they don't really operate that way someone was behind these three spirits the average person would see those spirits and start to fight them but by the spirit of wisdom he knew that they were not his problem they were even victims in their own right so he even had pity on them actually but before they left he touched one of them he held the head and as he held the head he he tracked the person that sent them because as he held the head, he seized the memory of that spirit and he was able to locate who sent them. Once he located it, he told them beginning and he drove them away from his house. And of course, by the authority of God, they had to leave and they left to be banished. Now that trail he had established, he followed that trail and he moved in the spirit to where the attack came from. And as he got to a cave in the spirit, lo and behold the person that came out was one of his own students <laughs> one of his own students came out of that cave again again he had a lot of understanding and he wasn't spending time trying to kill anybody 
he wasn't even angry with that person. He seized that spirit and he asked him, he said, how were you able to do this? How were you able? He interrogated him. Again, some people might argue against this and there's a place for that. But by the Holy Spirit, he commanded that thing to explain itself. And the Spirit now brought out books that he used. Some of those books, that person wrote it. <laughs> so his own teachings, he, he turned them around and used it for witchcraft. Now you see why I talk about how, you know, when we talk about spiritual things, it can go either way. So teachings that were given for deliverance and wholeness, that person turned it around and used it for witchcraft. But that was not what he was asking. How did you achieve this attack? Where did you enter? And that's how he discovered the window of entry. It was a particular childhood trauma that was left unresolved that would come up from time to time based on some experiences. And that place was a window. Do you understand? It drove that spirit away. Because again, that spirit was not his enemy. The real enemy was inside of himself. I understand it because he's the reason why that thing had entry. And aside from that, that wizard that he saw in the spirit that was a student, that wizard was an aspect of his student's consciousness that the student did not know about. That every time the student goes to bed at night, there's a part of his soul that is under the dominion of witchcraft that goes around performing evil in the realm of the dreams and the student didn't even know are you understanding these are deep matters deep matters the student didn't even know so obviously again like i said this is a very verse person who is very matured in knowledge and understanding and he knew if he told that student it would be detrimental for that student because the moment he tells that student that spirit will retaliate and he might kill that boy so he kept quiet and began to pray for him that god reveal it to him at his own time so that he can destroy that own element in himself because if he reveals to that young man that wizard that is in him, that wizard will attack him for sure. Are you guys understanding? This is when you talk about people who understand spiritual realities and spiritual signs. And when they carry out actions and they make decisions, is is based on sound knowledge. So he rebuked it and went back to his house and asked God to give him a prescription to help him conquer that area of his soul that was left unguarded. And for him, that was his takeaway. In fact, he even thanked God for the attack because that attack helped him see an area in his life that he was vulnerable. <laughs> and this is for the mature ones now. The average person can't believe that. 
they want to kill everybody let everybody burn by fire die by fire all my enemies you don't know that your enemies are your very best friends you don't know didn't you see the book of judges i read yesterday that when god wanted to train the children of israel to be upright he reserved some enemies for them <laughs> to the one who walks with the lord every circumstance is a stepping stone to heaven there's nothing that can take you to hell everything becomes an opportunity to draw nearer to god that's why paul said all things work together for the good of those that love the lord all things work for you if god is at the forefront of your vision there's nothing that can drag you down no power in the heavens no power under the earth every single one of them work for you they are your friends <laughs> so when the devil comes with his attacks yeah thank you you have helped me so because of you now my patience is greater so yesterday i only had patience the size of a mustard seed but today my patience has now become like a walnut thanks to you and your frustrations so god bless you come again next time and i'll be there to defeat you <laughs> do you understand because every time the devil comes with an attack in that moment an opportunity is presented for god to be glorified even more in your life you understand that? That's an opportunity for the arm of God to shine even greater. Even greater, even greater, even greater. It's an opportunity for the arm of the Lord to be shown even greater. So that particular teacher of mine taught me, said, rejoice when you're under attack, especially when the attack is successful. Be grateful because now you know where you've been weak and if you strengthen that area that you've been weak you have an opportunity to become stronger than you were so a successful attack is actually an opportunity to become even greater than you were yesterday so you should thank god actually you should thank god so samson should be grateful because and in truth in life every failure is an opportunity to guarantee future success true or false true or false if you use your failures wisely and if you learn from them your success in the future is more guaranteed because every time you fail and you learn from it that thing can't fail again how many failures can you fail in one particular thing now so by the time you have arrested 100 failures come on how many failures is left all that is left now for you is success so every failure that you learn from success is closer to you you understand so the real warfare is inside the greatest self-defense is a person who is within the word of god who has god's word rooted inside of them who has god's word placed in them there's no greater security there's no greater there's no greater covering than the covering of god's word so that's why before we talk about fighting every contrary spirit every outside spirit every this let me show us a scripture 
right let me show us the scripture right now let me show us the scripture we're going to Matthew chapter 8 verse 29 Matthew chapter 8 verse 29 verse 28 and 29 who wants to read you can raise your hand who wants to read Matthew chapter 8 verse 28 and 29 Nafisa, let's go. 28 and 29. Oh, one second. Okay. You're going to meet now. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, okay. Matthew 8, 29. NKJV. 28, then 29. Okay. When he had come to the other side, to the country of the, sorry, Gergesenes, <laughs> they met him, two demon-possessed men, coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Did you see that question they asked him? No. Repeat that question again. The first one, not the second one. The first question, okay. Yes. What have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? What, what, what does that tell you about why his presence made them scream? Because they... They knew that there was nothing of them that was in him, so... Indeed. They Indeed. weren't of the same kind. They weren't of the same kind. So, in the in the verse 28, it says that no one could pass that way because the demons were exceedingly fierce. Why couldn't anyone pass that way? How come the demons used to overpower other people that passed there? Fear. Hmm? Fear. Fear, but what else? based on this this question that they asked Jesus Christ um well like because the the people were not um they didn't have enough of God in them they didn't have enough of God in them still still phrase it you just you just said it earlier based on Jesus Christ mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ so those people why is it that the demons could overpower them Remember, they asked Jesus Christ, what do, we, what do we have to do with you? What so do we have come, to do with you, yes. Yes, so how come the demons go overpower all those other people? Why, why so? They, they were of the same kind as the demons? Yes, of course. They were, and that's, they were the same kind. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Even though they were churchgoers, they were of oh. the same kind. Mm. The demons saw them and saw their brethren. <laughs> Are you understanding? They saw their brethren. They say, "Oh, look at you! You are part of us." This is because you've been going to church. Uh -uh. You are part I will show you where your name is in our book. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
<laughs> Thank you, Duffy. <Nafisa. laughs> Thank you. People of God, did, did you did you see that? They saw their brother in those people. You understand? Those people were their kinsmen. That's why they could beat them anyhow. But they saw Jesus Christ and there was no relationship. There was nothing in Jesus Christ that corresponded to their realm. So there was no means of entry. They had no route by which they could engage. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It didn't exist. It didn't exist. Because Jesus Christ's greatest defense, his greatest defense was his right standing with God. That was his greatest defense. His greatest defense was his right standing with God. Now we understand the people of God. That was his greatest defense. That's what protected him. And tomorrow I will talk even further about that. Because tomorrow I will now talk about a lot of practical spiritual matters. And a lot of things will be made bare. Our eyes will open like this when I share some things tomorrow. They saw Jesus Christ and there was no relationship between them and Jesus Christ. There was no relationship. There was nothing in common. And that was the torment. The fact that someone appeared and they, there was no link. That's what tormented them. He didn't even say, be gone. He didn't even say, get out. His presence alone was a torment to those demons because there was nothing in common. There was no link between the both of them. It's worthy of much contemplation. Because you need to ask, how come that thing could flog me like that in the night? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> eh? Before you wake up and pray your Psalm 91 and your Psalm 121 and Psalm 25, which is good. Understand? Which is good, which has its place. And I'm going to teach on that, right? Because, like I said, we must always have balance. You don't ever tear down one because you want to lift up the other. Everything can be together. So, you pray all your prayers. Mm -hmm. But you want to first of all ask how did this thief enter my house in the first place? Are you understanding? True or false, people? If you see a rat in your house, won't you want to ask, how did this rat enter my house? It's one thing to kill it, but you want to find out, how did this rat... I told you guys now, about three months ago, I was in a session like this. I just finished. Esther went into the kitchen. I just said, I... <laughs> she ran out of the kitchen like, like she had seen a ghost. I said, wow. <laughs> she said, there's a big grass. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> There's a big grass. <laughs> oh, more. 
she said she saw the thing enter into the cabinet and just ah so we wonder we say ah, where, where, where did this rat come from so we got a rat trap these rats would jump over the rat trap he would still climb the cabinet he started to eat our spices that was a witch actually that was a witch rat it's how can you how can rats open a time container what the time and eat the time no please help me understand because it's a mystery that that rat that rat has lived a long time actually because that kind of wisdom it, 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 it doesn't come from one that has not had experience rats that gum will not catch it it can open <laughs> praise the word <laughs> that rat was a witch that that can't be a normal rat actually that was a witch rat <laughs> that was a witch rat you understand oh that was a witch rat so <laughs> i just called i just so we started to find out where 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 we now discovered that behind the sink where the washing machine um, place is that hole is where the rat was coming from because you notice if you keep on coming from inside the cabinet inside the cabinet we now discovered ah it's probably that washing machine hole that it was coming from that links outside i called the carpenter in the estate i told him please seal that place and the moment that place was sealed the rat didn't come again in fact the rat trap is still there in the kitchen it's useless it's all understand what i'm saying because we spend a lot of strength fighting 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 whereas there is a hole that is letting this thing come in once that hole is plugged it can't come again are you understanding the root cause your boat is sinking you are taking bucket point water out point water out point water out you have not plugged that hole that the water is using to enter into your boat first is it making sense now that plugging of that hole that's the most important kind of warfare you wage the most important I understand it go and learn from America learn from United Kingdom they are masters of war to the point where they start fighting war long before war can happen and the war they fight ensures that no war can happen I understand it so they will do a lot of business deals all kind of things to just keep war away do you understand what i'm saying that's already warfare do you understand it's warfare when they create a particular product to have leverage over you that you know that if you attack them you're in trouble all this is warfare they have already done a lot of preventive measures it's part of the battle indeed that is a preventive warfare that's the best warfare you can find the highest preventive warfare measures you put in place that keeps all kinds of things at bay are you understanding and tomorrow i'll go into a lot of practical spirituality i'll 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 begin to talk about a lot of things because some of us were in that situation where you, you didn't prevent so now you have to defend <laughs> hallelujah 
So what I've been teaching about is what will help you to not even get to that point. But what happens when you get to that point? Uh-huh. We'll talk about that. Hallelujah. I'm sure some of us, that's what we are looking for. <laughs> True of us. Because some things were not prevented. Lord, what do I do now? <laughs> what do I do now? When? Hallelujah. So tomorrow, by the grace of God, we'll, we'll press into that. We'll press into that. Because what do you do after the enemy has broken in? And he has entered. How do we get him out? Because now you can't seal yet <laughs> because he has entered. <laughs> if you seal, you lock him in there with you. <laughs> you need to get him out first, then seal, seal the door. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 So the prayer this morning is very simple, very simple, very simple. Lord, tear down every argument in my heart that is exalting itself above the knowledge of God. As we meet our microphones, let's just begin to pray. Lord, tear down every argument, Lord. Tear down every argument. Reveal them for what they are, oh God. Let my eyes see them for the lies that they are. That they might lose their strength in my life, in my heart, in my mind, oh God. Let every false argument be torn down. In the name of Jesus, let every false argument, oh God, be torn down, be torn down, be torn down, be torn down. Those arguments that will make me willing to throw away what the Lord has said, Lord, reveal them for what they are. Let them be torn down. In the name of Jesus, every false argument, every false argument, every false argument that has come about by what people have said or what might be happening, oh Lord, because these situations can speak, they can speak so much and they can lie and they can run one of what the Lord has said. Let every false argument be cast down. Let the force of be cast down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let your word be lifted up in my heart. Let it be lifted up in my heart, oh God. Let it be lifted up in my heart. Let it stand short. Let it reign supreme, oh Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let your word be lifted, oh God. Let your word, let your word, let your word be lifted. 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 Let every thought be brought to the contrary of Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Sante 
Dispels the lies. 
Adorion de Cura, Nelevalanda de Cucare, Ekanda se porta, Adele Vivico Pere, Veren Cadanco Pala, Zerembo Sonte Curia, Marosa, I am no longer afraid, I am no longer afraid that the yoke of fear has been broken. The yoke of fear has been broken. That stronghold has been broken. That stronghold has been broken. It has now been cast down. Yeah, yeah, where is your strength? Where is your strength? I am no longer afraid. 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 I believe in my God. I believe in my Lord. And His Word will stand short. 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 His Word His Word His Word. His word, his word was tangible. His word was tangible. His word was tangible. His word, his word, his word, his word was in my life. Was tangible in my life. Was tangible in my life. Was tangible in my life. I got on the kadia. I kanda reko sandi. I kanda reko sonda kadia. I lengo toke. Erinka das kalianda doke, velenga randa doke vare, velene velanka toska, velene varanko kedika, erenko sasitushi, erenga lato kere valanda situshi, zele varanko teska sari, ekanda loto sika, alande rende sevariantu, erenga danko seria. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for the breaking down of strongholds, O Lord. Those strongholds that have been lies. Those lies that have taken us away from your word. Today comes to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We see these things for what they are. And their strength over us is broken from this day. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those imaginations, those pictures, those memories that the enemy has used to haunt us, to make us afraid, to make us doubtful. Today they lose their strength. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As the Lord sets us free. As the Lord, I see the Lord is setting the person here from the spirit of fear. This thing has held you back. The Lord is setting you free from fear. Those thoughts that the enemy brings into your mind to bring fear, fear and deep anxiety. The Lord is setting you free and he's setting his word in your heart to give you a blessed assurance, letting you know that his thoughts towards you are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. The Lord says your future is secured in me. Who said you are without a hope? Behold the hope of the Lord comes into you and there is much to look forward to and i release that word right now in the name of the lord jesus the spirit of hope the spirit of blessed assurance the spirit of confidence in the most high god in the name of the lord jesus christ and that's how satan fell like lightning thank you dear father thank you dear god in the mighty name of jesus christ we pray amen amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 So just shout a thunderous hallelujah, people of God. 
over our lives and we walk into a path of victory and liberty in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. God, show me a vision of this Ayo game. You know, I don't know if you remember how to play Ayo. I think in the game, with the pebbles, you use some pebbles in your hand to take someone's pebbles. Is that correct? Is Is that how it works? Like when you collect, you know, someone else's pebbles. That's what I saw. Obviously, that is a vision that God is using to talk about. Them. I've not thought about Ayo in God knows how long. So for God to use that, he's trying to say that dominion that has been lost, he's bringing it back into our hands in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's release that word. Whatever territory that has been overrun from today, the dominion of God enters in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how the Lord took control over territories that have been possessed by the enemy from time immemorial. Today, the victory of the Lord standeth sure in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 It is well with our souls. It is well with our soul. It is well with our souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord has given us dominion. He says, where dominion has been lost, behold, I put the scepter back into your hand. God is saying, my mercy is speaking on behalf of many of us here. His mercy is beginning to speak. His mercy is beginning to speak. His mercy. And it says the scepter will no longer depart from the house of Judah. And I release that word of us, some of us here, who by some mistakes and errors, the scepter was taken away. Today, the Lord returns the scepter in the name of the Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. And I release that word of a soul. Amen. The scepter returns Amen. into your hand. The scepter returns into your hand. The scepter returns into your hand in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, O Lord, for your mercy. For your mercy, for your mercy, for your mercy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord said to some of us here, I will show you a sign that the scepter has returned, an area that has been out of control. You see how the ball will enter into your court. I release that word over someone here now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see that God has given you the victory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Miss Lillian, I see your hand is raised. Praise the Lord. Good morning, family. El Shaka, I just want to say thank you. I just want to say the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. When you think he has done it, not the Lord bless you again. In the name of Jesus, he will not just bless you. He will bless your wife, Esther. He will bless your son, Bethel. And the other children, the Lord will give to you. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the daily pouring. Thank you for the daily teachings. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the sacrifices. Thank you. Thank you. El Shaka, the Lord bless you. I bless you as the brother will bless the Lord. I bless you in the name of Jesus with every blessing that is possible in the kingdom of heaven. In the name of Jesus, the Lord bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Finney. It was very hard to hear you, Finney. It's really cracking. I don't realize your earphones or your phone or your network. It's really cracking. Anytime you can raise your hand, huh? Okay, before Finney comes back, Abby. Um, good morning, sir. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? I can hear you very well. Um, um, look, Elsika, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you don't know just how how deep and how um, how far this goes. Um, so there, there are two things that I just wanted to corroborate. And for a while now, um, a few series back in this four-year prayers, I've been seeing something consistently, and that was um, a snake in different forms, three eyes, colorful, big, small, and you know, initially it was what I just perceived was that look, it's talking about um, deception. So uh, when I went to meet a friend, you know, to have the, someone that I pray with, and she was like, "Ah, did you kill it? Did you kill it? Did you kill it? And I'm like, ah, "This thing." It, I didn't get the sense, you know, of killing, you know, it, because it, it's 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 almost like something that is now a a part of me. So if I want to kill this thing, it's not me <laughs> that I'm killing, and, and it perplexed me for 
um, a very long time. But each time I press in, it will be like, okay, look, these are deceptions. These are things that you have held to be true, you know, and then so you you need to be able to shift it and when i started that process it was almost as if okay the thing reduced in size you know as it were then yesterday night i was in prayer and i saw it again you know this time roaring its its head quite um quite high and i was perplexed i'm like but i'm we're doing um all these things I'm, i'm doing this i'm doing that and it seemed not to be having an effect but in in the place of prayer you know just now right i just heard it's okay to die if this has to go it's really okay to die because where you're going this kind of thing cannot you can't carry this kind you know of thing into um that place so i'm really so grateful for um that deliverance then secondly um i was in a place of prayer i was praying with some people yesterday and you know in that place of prayer god gave me an encounter and as we prayed right now um the very last part of that encounter you repeated it because what i saw i i heard a google sound and you know the lord was saying who is on the lord's side who will go right and just immediately i saw like cloaks and i didn't want to use the word mantles right i didn't want to use the word mantles in that prayer because the prayer point really didn't have anything to do with mantles but i literally saw cloaks like what they put on kings and you know what when you want to anoint somebody and you know they cover um they cover someone with it like in different colors um especially red purple um i saw that you know and i just saw those things they were angels hands and they were empty and the angels were looking for people to put this thing on and nobody was stepping forward and I'm like guys can't you see you know and nobody was stepping forward and this I didn't know that it was advanced <laughs> advanced expo and this morning you, you just said that that these things have been released they are being released so what what in, in bringing the two together the the mantles for the things that are ahead the scepter of the kingdom for the work that is ahead can only be given to people who hold on only to the truth of the word who hold on only to the truth of the word who hold on only to the truth of the word but most of us don't know we don't know we don't know and it's it's such a it's 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 so it's painful it's painful because the story you narrated that brought us you know even to this point that guy as wonderful as good as you know good righteous so to speak as he was declaring i'm the righteousness of god in christ jesus i'm this i'm that a childhood trauma something he absolutely had no control over was the thing that brought about an unexplained matter into his life so finally i would i would really really this is me personally asking you know that if it's possible for us to um I'm just i'm asking i'm not asking you personally but i'm just making putting this request out there before the father that lord help us right help us if you have to use El Shekha, whoever that you have to use to help us 
go through our childhood traumas, to help us go through those things that have happened, that have opened doors that we're not aware of, that have created windows and doorways for the enemy to, 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 to use. And we are totally, totally, totally ignorant. Totally, totally ignorant. We thank God for teachers. We thank God for mentors. But the truth is, most of them are battling things themselves. They are battling things themselves. That's why I tell people, when you see a man of God just misbehaving, Omo, keep your mouth shut and pray. Keep your mouth shut and pray, pray. Because even he himself does not know the extent to which the enemy has a hold over him. And here you are throwing stones and casting stones, you know, for you to see it. That means the thing is inside you too. So he's waiting for you, waiting for you as well, for the time to be ripe to manifest. You know, so this is me just... I don't know, I'm rambling. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, hope um, in the fullness of time, um, the Lord will grant leave for us to be able to, you know, actively um, with action, as it were, deal with these things as we have prayed. That prayer we prayed a few days ago about the Lord opening our eyes. Guys, it's a dangerous prayer because things one is seeing, things one is experiencing, it's 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 really the lord is 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 insistent upon his people he's he is insisting upon his people in this day and in this hour so i'll check out thank you thank you god bless you god bless you god bless you hallelujah hallelujah and the lord will give us healing he will give us healing he will give us real closure you know from a lot of old wounds that even we don't even know is there until moments when they, they just rear their ugly head. Now, Father, we pray that you, you make a way for us because there are some things that sincerely we can't do by ourselves. And we ask that you help us, Lord. We ask that you send help, O oh Lord, to heal the pains of our hearts, Lord. Those areas that have been ample ground for the words of the enemy, Father, we ask that you take us through a process of healing. However you're going to orchestrate it, whoever you're going to send into our lives, whatever you have us to read or see, Lord, send help. Send help. Send help. Send help. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As many of us as that pray that prayer, God will send help. God will sooner or later God will arrange it in such a way that those old wounds those old wounds that have been there quietly, healing will come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Amen 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 Amen. Wow, look at the dream Dolakwa just shared from the year 2021. Wow. Wow. In the dream it says, I had a dream that I was in some sort of group therapy and everyone was called up to be asked questions by the therapist. Everyone before spoke about something that was relevant. Then when it was my turn, I spoke about how negative thoughts can solidify stronghold can solidify in one's head. 
the therapist asked if I thought I was in spiritual warfare and I responded that that moment I became a Christian, I entered spiritual warfare, but I'm fighting from a place of having won. Then I woke up. Wow. Wow. Well, it's a prophetic dream. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. And that work of therapy that Christ has begun in your life, he will perfect it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that therapy is actually Christ. That therapy is actually Christ digging out things and perfecting his work in your life. And it's not coincidental that two years later, a session like this is happening that is, it talks exactly about what's happening here. Meaning that that cycle that was initiated from this dream, the Lord is about to bring a conclusion to it. And that's released out over your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the work of deep healing, deep, deep healing that God wants to carry out in your life will be carried out completely in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ and memories, memories that have been a shackle upon your mind, upon your heart. That's how God sets you free in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I release that word over everyone here in the name of Jesus. We are set free. We are set free. We are set free. We are set free from those old bonds, those old shackles. And we walk into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. And we become everything that God has said concerning us. There is no longer any hindrance. There is no longer any blockade. We move majestically into our destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Often, what's the meaning of Olu Adam Milari that you just, what's the meaning of it? Please translate. The Lord has justified me. Hallelujah. Oh my God. The Lord has justified <laughs> us in the name of Jesus. When I saw that word, I knew that that word came from heaven. I want you to interpret it. The Lord has yes, justified sir. us in the name the of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sir, even when uh, that song came with. I just, I just remembered on your last song. Sing the song. It says, Emimi moti da mi lari o, Emi yotoba da mi lebi o, Ega ni oje. One of those old songs. Those prophetic old No, sing it. Don't just sing the song. I need you to sing the song. Sing it. Emimi moti da mi lari o, Emi yotoba da mi lebi o, Ega ni oje. Amen. 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 Please translate that song for those who might not understand it. 
okay, the Holy Spirit has justified us. Any man or devil that wants to um, that wants to convict us of wrong deeds again, or that wants to bring us into condemnation, will surely receive um, spanking from God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. The Lord has given us victory. The Lord has given us victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every voice of accusation is flogged. It's flogged until it is silent. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oluwati Dawalari. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In it all. Please, nobody else raise hands. Okay, there are already too many hands already. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. So I had to walk out of the office. I think the network is a bit bad, but I can hear you now, sir. Okay, go ahead. Good go morning, ahead. sir. Good morning, everyone. Yes. So first, mine is like a testimony and a question. So yesterday, while you were teaching, you said something that the place that we, tr- we throw away the word of God so quickly, that's the area that we need to really look at. So as you were still saying that, I got into the office yesterday and I sat down on my seat and there was a man that came to do repairs in the office. And the next thing he was like, I was like, you can't mix a yellow and a white um, fluorescent light together. It can spoil the eyes. You don't do that. If you're putting white, you put white. If you're putting yellow, you put yellow. Don't mix it together. And then he was not like women. And that word is a word that used to trigger me a lot because when I was much younger, they used to say it a lot to me. And then the next thing, he was not saying it to your brother. Ah, if it's not this to work, he would give me dirty slap. Hey, I was Jesus angry. Christ. I will not lie to you. Yes, I just swallowed it. I was holding it. I was not holding it. I was not saying, God, you see what this man did. Baba said this. Left to me, I will tear this guy into pieces. I'm sure that he doesn't even know that I have the power to sanction him here, but let me just be quiet. The next thing, I was just there. I was quiet. I was waiting. Then as I was telling God, like five minutes after, I just saw him appear to my seat. He started to apologize that he's very sorry for what he did, that he will never do it again, that he's so sorry, that he doesn't know what happened. I was like, ah. and I said, okay. So I was not looking at him because me, I was angry. God now said, ah, ah. Look, the only thing was, I look at him. He has apologized. Ah, when you come to apologize to me, don't I look at you? So I looked at him. Hallelujah. I didn't hear the last thing you heard. Hello, can you hear me, sir? I didn't hear the last thing you said. Uh, Okay, so I accepted his apology. 
and then I, I forgave him and I was so happy and the battle and we think that like you said that God doesn't fight for us he fights with us so that was what I experienced yesterday and I really understood what it meant to fight with us not for us because he wouldn't have fought with me yesterday if I had channeled the anger I'm sure maybe probably the man will not have even come to say sorry or anything. But for the fact that I committed it into his hands and I told myself, God, this is, this is something that I said we should do. Let's do me. I will finish this man because me, my own mouth. So that was the first <laughs> testimony. The second one, as we were praying now, I remember a word of prophecy that came to me in the beginning of this year. First was Romans 8 8. That says, The sufferings of the former time is nothing compared to the glory that was revealed. I did not really believe it. The second word of prophecy was from Solomon 2.10. That was from the church. And and says, my lover said to me, rise up, my darling. Come away with me, my fair one. In my head, I was like, how did God know that I'm fair? <laughs> okay, mm. he created me, Shah, because, because my thoughts were just messing with me. The third one was not like, you found favor in my sight. Um, I'm Esther 5 to when she touched the golden scepter. So as you were praying now, you talked about the scepter. The Holy Spirit just reminded me, about that scripture and said that like so i also like a vision where a, a father was touching the child's head like my head he was touching my head and the next thing he now put his hand on my heart and then he now gave me a hug and and I, and the next thing it was not like i was in the middle and then there were like wings you know when the wings of the angels are covering you when you're in the middle of them so and that was what just happened as you were praying and then I now remember something yesterday as you were praying that I was meditating on what you were taught us to the extent that I went to go and teach my friends and I told them that this guy listened to me that this thing that they have been telling me about spiritual work they have been teaching me rubbish so I now told them that they should listen to it I was not meditating so it led me to different messages from Apostolic Rome about watchman I started to meditate on what you were saying so as I slept up in the middle of meditating on what you said I noticed that Every time for the past three months, I've been seeing myself with children, either rescuing children, carrying a baby, making space for children to be okay, making sure they are fine, or correcting them when they do something that is wrong. So when I was not meditating, then it was not like there were empty seats. It was like a court where there were empty seats. And then people were not sitting in front. So me and Shah ran, and I ran to the front. So as I was running, other people were running. Then it was not like Jesus was coming. Then they were not like, you know, the way we have like likes on Instagram and Facebook. The thing was now multiplying, multiplying, multiplying from like 500. It was now going to 500 or something thousand. I was not like, um, what is like this thing? So I now woke up. Then I noticed that because of the meditation you have taught us before, when I, I, before I start to pray, I just pray. But now when I meditate, I pray. So it's like I'm sitting on my bed, but it's like I'm a giant at the same time. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm a giant, but I'm I'm on my bed, but I'm like a giant. And then you said something. That I don't I, I don't know. No, when you played the video for us, I remember said something that in when you said we should go and watch that video. That some of us that angelic um, um host have visited us, but because we're not able to discern, that we did not understand what it was in the spirit. Because every time we take, you're about to start your class for meditation. Is it I'll see a ray of light coming to my house room? Or I'll see a flash of light or something come and I, then I'll feel like somebody sitting on my bed. There's more a little bit of vibration. 
but I just want to say thank you so very much for everything that you have done for me and I know for like all of us because we are one family because like I've never understood warfare like the way I understand it now and I've started to understand that most of the things that are happening to me is not because of the devil it's me that gave it access and I remember the story of Job is either um, you give it access or God gives it permission because he has he knows that you can be tested you know so i just want to say thank you very much sir and i really really appreciate and i know god will bless you and bless your family and i know attack will come close to you or your family and and any time that you rise up for the seed that you have sown they will not become pawns to you in jesus name amen Amen. thank you very much sir thank you so much sir amen god bless you god bless you hallelujah amen sir hallelujah wow wow Hallelujah. People of God, that's just a a um, practical explanation or practical. It shows that whatever word God gives, God tests. God tests. And everything we receive, God will send fire to try that word in our hearts to see whether we will follow him and whether we know that man shall not live by bread alone. You understanding? And we, we need to, we, you know, Christianity is very practical. Very, very practical. And it's a practice. We grow closer and closer to God the more we put to practice the things that he teaches us. And that experience yesterday was a very wonderful time. And look at how she, she saw how God fought her battle with her. When she decided to not respond in the way she would have responded, God went to speak to that man. And what she would have tried to do through sin, God did it through righteousness. Are you understanding? And even if he didn't, even, even if the man didn't apologize, do you understand? Because there are times when he wouldn't apologize. So God letting the man apologize was God trying to show her that he's with her in this. But there are times that he wouldn't. But it gives us all these moments to encourage us to let us know that we're on the right track. Because sometimes the person will not repent. But goodness is its own reward. Even if the person that we're good to doesn't have enough sense to do right. And that's where God is trying to bring every one of us to. And the prayer is that as we begin to live life this way, what God is forming inside of us, we we begin to multiply it in our surrounding. Before you know it, we have an atmosphere, a community where people live like this. And all these petty, petty traps that the enemy uses to set for people, we won't have it in our space. And so shall it be in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you, Anita. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for sharing that with us. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Tayo. Good morning, El Shakar. Good morning, everybody. Um, Good morning. First of all, I wanted to say thank you for this teaching. It's it's mind opening for me. Um, I don't know if mine is a question or I don't I don't know. I'll just say what I'm so you know the way when you said um pulling down arguments 
um it's the word of god you would use i i've been I, I feel like the devil attacked my mind since saturday um when we were in class my auntie called me and i've not spoken to her since in a while and there's a reason why i do not talk to her because every time that i talk to her it's always um like it's a lot of negative things she says you know and i feel like she believes that she has to write because she's more or less like my mother here um but she called again just before um the questions started in class so i picked up so um she was on the phone for like 40 minutes and she said a lot of things to me so many things and um like it literally dampened my mood and um it started making me question myself question where i'm at question my decisions um my husband was not home then and so when he came back i i spoke to him he made me feel better and i mean like i can continue to pretend that i'm okay but um everything she said keeps coming back to my mind um you know and then when you mentioned about childhood trauma a lot of the things that i went through right because i lived with her when i was younger and i went through so many i mean i feel like i didn't know better i could have made a better decision i could have made some decisions differently but at the end of the day she was more or less like the mother that i was meant to look up to but she did so many things to me so i've really been struggling since then like i talk to my husband and he encourages me but like i just don't know how to deal with these feelings that i'm experiencing so sorry tyler I'm so sorry, Tyre. I mean, so when, when the call came and I thought that I dealt with how, um, like, when I saw her name on my phone, my heart started racing so fast. So I had to calm myself down and I'm like, okay, I've healed. I've healed. But, like, when she started talking, everything that happened started rushing back into my memory and I just realized I have not dealt with it. And it's just so upsetting that this can like you know and she says so many things and um i've not even had this i i don't know i meant to talk to my mom because she's my mom's youngest sister and she said like i feel like if if my mom has not told her something she wouldn't have anything to stand on to call me you know so I've not even been able to call my mom since then because I don't know what I will hear. So I'm just kind of like staying away from everyone because I don't want to hear more things that would dampen my mind, you know? So, yeah. It's well with you, Tyre. Yeah. It's good to say that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, you know, and what people say to us and how they treat us is always a testament of who they are but it's not always a testament of who we are and it's so good to remember that you know because you can find people who they can even meet a dove and they can treat a dove like a pig and it doesn't mean that the dove is a pig it means that that's how that person is on the inside you know and it's really good to know that you know 
because sometimes you know the enemy can come with i mean even in my own reflection you know for me personally looking back in my past you know i've made mistakes and i remember there's a particular moment when a family member of mine you know came and started saying all kinds of things you know and really and truly it was hurtful especially because there was some atom of truth you know to what they were saying you know but guess what you know that happened you know and i chose god and god set me free and god put me on a better path and god gave a definition of myself that was different to what they were saying and i said you know what i hear what you say and i i, I hear you but that's not my truth that's what you say about me but that's not what god says about me and i refuse to believe you and i refuse to give you strength in my life i will give the word of god strength and i'll hold on to it you know one thing that is so good we need to speak often to people who love us people who know us and people who can see us and we need to hear what they say you know we need to hear what they say and believe it above all else right that's one of the ways to you know deal with voices of fear of anxiety of doubt one of the chief ways is to speak to someone that actually loves you and can see you and can talk you out of that place and you need to hold on to their words like a lifeline because the enemy it's like something trying to pull his words are like something that's trying to pull you down to a pit and you must refuse it you know she has said yeah. what she has to say and that's what she said hold on to your truth as you've spoken to your husband and he's looked at you and he has given you words of encouragement hold on to it don't let the enemy tell you okay but your husband just met you how many years ago these people knew you from the ground you're is a lie understand it's a lie yeah it's a lie that's not your truth that's not your truth and it's well with you Tayo. amen it's well with yeah. you don't let the enemy make him start to meditate on her words because that's a deception it's the warfare we're talking about Right. And even mm-hmm. if you you know, you might it might not really affect you like this now. Tomorrow when a valley because everyone they are always they're always in mountains and valleys. Right? A time of valley can come and that's when that word wants to stand sure. So don't accept it. She said what she had mm-hmm. to say and that's what she said. It's not yours. Her words are her own, it's not your own unless you make it. So don't make it your own. It's not your own. It's her own. Then I keep her words. Mm-hmm. Respectfully. Okay. Thank you. It's well with you. Amen. It's well with you. Bless you, Tayo. Amen. God bless you too. Amen. Patricia. Good morning, Errol. Good morning, everyone. Okay, first of all, I want to say thank you. Like this teaching yesterday and today, it kind of like um, gave me direction from the teaching you gave two weeks ago on family witchcraft and family deliverance. Because mm-hmm. after that session, I was like, oh, how am I supposed to go about this? Like, I did not really have clarity on how to go forward. I knew, okay, we have to do this, we have to look at ourselves, we have to do all of this. But then, teaching spiritual warfare just literally gave life 
to that teaching. So thank you so much. So I want to share um, a dream I had yesterday. I, I feel really led to share it. Yesterday I wanted to share, but I had like network. I usually don't have bad network, but yesterday towards the end, like when we were sharing things, I was being logged out multiple times and I was like, okay, what is going on? So I, I feel led to share it. And I, I know that, like, I believe that all the teachings yesterday and today have given me so much clarity from that, um, has given me so much clarity to that dream. And I want to share it. So yesterday, during the prayer call, I was, I, I dozed off during the prayer call, around um, five, there about, like, just after we started. And I had a dream where I was in, I was with two people. I was sitting, like, in their middle. It was like we're watching TV, like when your room it was like we're watching TV, but I think what we were listening to was actually like the message you were giving. But it was like TV, but I knew I was hearing like what you were teaching. And I had this, I had a feeling like it was more like the couples were together, like the lady that was by my left and the man by my right, they were like together and I was like, me too. So I had this feeling of oh, for this lady, like there's this jealousy, she doesn't really like that. I'm separating them and I felt like the man by the side touching my legs as well so I was like okay I'm going to go out of the room and then when I come back I'll sit by his other side so, so that they would be sitting together so I stepped out but I don't really remember what happened I think it was a bit blurry like the part I stepped out from when I stepped out rather but I think I fed a cat because I have it like I had it in my mind later that I think I fed this cat so the cat followed me into the room and then I tried driving it away. I, like it was a brown small cat looking very innocent. I tried driving the cat away. Then the cat came again and at one time when I tried like going out to hide and quickly come inside so the cat would not see me. I, I knew that the cat came because I think the cat had some friends. I, in that dream I identified those things as those other animals as the cat's friends. So there was this dog that was small and black and it was like quite cute. And there was this other fat cat that was um, black and white and it was really mm. fat. So I had it in like when I was trying to chase the cat, I had it at the back of my mind. That was when I like that was when I knew that I think I had fed it. Because I had it in my mind that, oh, where did I go to feed this cat now? Now this cat doesn't want to leave me. So I had to like the other thing, I ran inside and I shut the door and the cat like I shut the door and I came back on the bed like continuing listening to the message and I just something just prompted me to look by the side of my bed and I saw that the cat was there like it was just mm. there like innocently there and I was like how did this cat get in and another thing was when I was trying to chase the cat I wasn't even using like there was restraint in chasing it I was using like I was not chasing it with so much force I, I had this feeling that if I chase this cat with a lot of force it will attack me so I have to like be cordial about it because I was like, oh, I don't really know this cat much. I, I think the cat is attracting to me because I fed it. So I can't attack it with force because it will, it will, I can't chase it out with force to attack, because to attack me. So when it was by the side of the bed, I was wondering how it came in because I had shut the door. And then I looked to the door and I saw that the door had an opening under mm. like the door like there was a part of the door that was bad under and when i checked outside the friends of the cats were all outside like they couldn't come Jesus. in but then the cat was able to like sneak in and come in so i was now pushing it out from that same hole that it came in and i, I asked the um friend the male 
um, person that was there that he should come help me to like hold to chase this cat away because I felt like he would use more force to drive it out. So I was using like a sleepers to cover one part of the door that was bad. Like I was lying down, I was using a sleepers to cover one part, and then the other part was open, but it couldn't really come in. And I think after then it was not able to come um, in because I remember saying that oh that thank God for this person that was there to help me chase the cat out with more force and I was wondering why I couldn't like drive the cat out with force so that was when I woke up and you're teaching about spiritual warfare you're teaching like you thought a lot of things and I was wondering I kept thinking like it was like I did something that attracted this thing into my life and then I just couldn't get rid of it and I wasn't using enough force so that was that was the dream basically I just really felt late to share it actually no, that, because that I've been trying is, to I've been thinking about it yeah the dream is it talks about the message that was being shared that dream is spiritual warfare right the cat that was being fed talks about an aspect of your your flesh right that you you were feeding and you gave empowerment to now and the way spirits always work not that cats are evil I understand that's just a symbol that was used in the dream okay but they never yes. walk alone. Anger yes. has a cousin of lust. Lust has a cousin of greed. They always bring in their friends once the door is open for one of them. That's what that dream was showing you because it's also a very powerful teaching. That as he entered, he wasn't just trying to enter, he was also making way for all his, his, his constituents yes. to enter inside, right? So it's worthwhile to ask the Lord, what is this cat that I was feeding that gave it strength and the right to come into my bedroom and sit down there? And you see the Lord will reveal it to you. And as he reveals it to you, the way you begin to have such a thing is whatever instruction it gives you, whatever impression it gives you, you reject it. Whether it can be deception, whether you feel the need to lie, in those moments where you feel the need to lie, reject it and see the truth because the way we feed these things is by obedience to god's word so we want to ask the lord what is this thing that i was feeding once you discover it you must now begin to starve it and then feed on god's word via obedience and it will be well with you amen thank you so much thank you god bless you you. thank you amen god bless you you one day. Yes, good morning, sir. Good morning, So, um, I just want to say thank you, sir. Like, I want to say thank you to so, um, Abby for what she shared. So, um, I realized that I've not been getting as much as I talked to from the sessions. So, I decided that every day I was going to revisit the sessions, regardless of how that my my activities for the day were so you know so yesterday i yesterday night i stayed up with like great and you know as as we were praying you said the lord would give you some people instructions and yesterday i actually received instructions on what to do that i wrote down i know because i felt that you know that there was more to that prayer you know i just kept it in the night as i went to sleep so as i slept the dream i had a dream but the dream didn't make sense i was seeing too many disjointed you know incidents that had happened in my life, something that I, I can't even remember. I was seeing old friends, friends that I'm no longer even in contact with, 
friends that I had to let go because I wanted to pursue my relationship. Because though there were issues, you know, when when we went our separate ways, so I saw that um, I wanted to take my bath again, and somebody gave me very dirty plastic. I said, no, I can't use this. I I saw the place where I was supposed to take my bath. As well, I was supposed to fetch water. It was too filthy, but I said, I just bath. I must take my bath. Everybody's taking their bath. I must take my bath as well. So I was like, uh, where? Okay, I said, let me go to the side of the house. I saw people, especially men. I'm like, no, I can't take my bath here. You know? So the only place that was available was also open. But I saw somebody taking a bath. They said, okay, I will use the place. And she's like, I shouldn't worry. She's just going to put clothes. I'm like, no, I need to change my bucket. I went to change the bucket. While I was doing all of this, like I was in the east, I didn't need to take my bath. I saw my old friends. I saw my children's old clothes. A lot of things. I didn't take that bath. I didn't take my bath in that dream, but I woke up. And I remember that I had had this bath dream <laughs> some time before. Yes, are you sure? And you told me that. It, yes. So you had told me what so I knew was a meaning. But I knew. So I, was, I started to pray that God, okay, so, you know, we are praying. I, can't, I, I, I think we're praying about open eyes or something. So I said, God, what's this? What's, that, what's it about my physical environment that's not making it easy for me to go on this path of purity and holiness? So, you know, as, so during the four o'clock, that was what I meditated on. And as I was meditating on it, rather, I heard a song about hallelujah. Now the enemy can no longer take away my hallelujah and all of that. I went to YouTube to go and look for that song. Then I started to play it as well before I before I continued my meditation. So I heard the Lord, I heard a voice, the Lord tell me that, you know, it, I mean, outcome, that was how I heard it. And, it, and that was, and what it means is that wherever you are is what will determine your outcome. So I had to be like, what do you mean? So what is it about my physical level? What is it about what is around me? So, you know, I, I didn't get anything past that, but you know, I kept this in mind. So when um, Abby was talking and she was and she mentioned the childhood trauma you mentioned um, you had mentioned when she reiterated it, it came to mind that why so it started to dawn on me that I just received understanding that why am I seeing people from my past? Why am I seeing things that had happened? I saw there was an investigation, you know, I was seeing people from my past. And I realized that some of them I had things in my mind that I've not fully let go on. In fact, as I was praying this morning, I re- I had to stop praying because I remember somebody that I would, uh, that, that had offended me, that I've made up my mind I'm not going to have anything to do with that person. I had to stop praying and say, God. So then to, everything started to come together and I understood that, that my physical environment, according to what I was asking, was things that I've let, that I've held up in my heart that I have not let go of. And you know, before I got here, I thought they were, I thought I had dealt with everything that was there to deal with. I didn't know that some of them, some of them were still lying. That I thought I was okay. I'm forgiving them, but I will not have anything to do with them. They should not even come near me when I do this. I will not talk. You know, so I had to understand that they, they they looked very um very trivial. They were like nothing. I didn't understand that they are still there and they are serving as impediment. So when when Abby spoke and she further analyzed it. It just dawned on me that okay, so this is that dirty physical environment that is making it impossible for me, you know, to take my bath in that. Dress. I just wanted to say thank you so much. Like I feel, I feel so old. I feel like I am healed right now because I know that yes, I'm going to deal with all of those things as much as possible. Feel there is nothing left because on this journey of holiness, I really, really, really must embark on it. So that's Absolutely. it. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you.
God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 It's so well with you, you one day. So well with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Penny. I can hear you, but it's a bit muffled. But speak, let's okay, see if it's um, go on, go on. I can hear you. All right, um, thank you very much for this morning's session and other session. Uh, I wanted to share how you know you said something about me for acting. And uh, in, in my work, I've seen that before there is any sort of attack. Um, uh, there is there's usually um, intelligence or fire information so either through a dream or some monition I know that okay it's coming but the knowledge of coming attack does not necessarily mean that I I I, I, I overcome because uh, I, I failed many times and uh, there's something I don't know if, if I don't even know what to call it almost as if so in July, July was, uh, was a really great month, and uh, you know, joining to listen to the Lord. And then as August came, towards the end of July, with said, <laughs> the old man said, "Oh, you've had your time in the sun, and now it's my time." And uh, since August started, it was as if the whole family is praying for alignment, and I was just misaligned and trying to find my way back to the place of alignment and. And Friday was really bad. And Friday was a good day actually. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had to reach out to uh, during the call. I even reached out to people I felt I had dishonored, you know, thanking them for the things that they had done in my life. I had an opportunity to also meet another of my teachers that day. I just felt oh, I was going to see this teacher today. And you know, I saw him and you know, we talked and I honored him for the time that he really discipled me. And also on the call that Friday, there was a, a period where you talked about Cape Gracie and people were saying lots of things about um, Cape Gracie and people were saying, oh, God bless you, you know, and all sorts of stuff like that. And I, I didn't necessarily react to those things because it was, it was supposed to be a good thing, but for me it wasn't. Um, the next day being Saturday, it was a terrible day. I, I woke up voices in my head. I, 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 I was such a mess. and. Um, when it was in time for the meditation course, my next was started acting up. And normally I would just allow that usually to test my patience. So sometimes when the next was started acting up, I just need to calm myself down. And when I'm calm, somehow it just you know, affects the network and the network just calm also. So that way I'm just, I, I just turn it off and I you know, end up attending the meditation class. And, uh, so I don't know, I don't even know what I'm saying really, but it's just been a lot. But I found out for after that Saturday, on Sunday, I really, I really had to run out of the house. I ran out, I ran out of the house to the river nearby, you know, house. I just sat under the whole day listening to recording. And it was, I don't know, I'm, I really don't know what I'm saying, but um, while we started praying this um, morning, I went into what seemed like a trance and I held three rats in my hand and I was smashing them on the ground and trying to kill them. 
and uh, I believe this has to do with you know in my experience of having time here, you know what the, the voices drown out the word of God that you carry, and it's almost as if after the deal has been done, after the attack has been perpetrated, that you now begin to remember the word, and it's like, why is it now you remember And then you just get so messed up with the that they got to come out and really interested in this anymore. And I just want to say thank you for the things that we're learning, the intelligence that we're learning, and the victory that's coming to sometimes. It's almost like it's easier to stay in the place of darkness. Like darkness is more appealing than the light. It's easier to stay in the place of despair. It's easier to just stay in the place that is familiar because staying in the light is like okay, when is the light gonna go off? When is the light gonna go off? When is the light gonna go off? How long is it gonna stay on? What else am I gonna do to mess things up? And it's it's. I I I. It is well with you, my dear Finny. It is well with you. It is well with you. God bless you. God bless you. God will continue to keep you and build you and uplift you. Build you into that stature, that image that he has set in heaven. You will grow into that and you will fulfill everything that God has said about you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 It's well with your soul. It is well with us people of God. And God will continue to keep us all. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and He will give us the wisdom, the wisdom, the wisdom to recognize arguments that are false and the power to tear them down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 People of God, the Lord is on our side. We move. <laughs> I wish you all a very powerful day, a very successful day, a very favorable day. And in case God's word might come and try any one of us, I I, I pray for you <laughs> that your faith will not fail in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And when thou art returned unto us, come back and strengthen us with your tale of victory <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless every one of us. Take care and bye bye for now. <laughs> bye Thank bye, you, El Shaka. God bless you. God bless bye, you. fam. God bless bye. everyone. Bye. Bye. Good morning. Thank you, everyone. Bless you. Bless you, Shaka. Thank you. you. Bye, God family. Bye bye. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Bye, sir. Have a great day. Bye bye. You too. Bye-bye.